<laughs> we finally got here, show 50. You know what, mate? I think I might be wearing the uh, same jeans I was wearing in show one. Probably are, aren't you? We're growing old, and we don't like it. Please don't hug me. Hey, welcome to a cold night in SWH show 50. Please don't hug me with modern man Mickey Boyd and me, Daniel Ruiz Titan. We've got a great show tonight, Mick. Uh, really, um, you know what it feels like? It feels like, you know, uh, guys of our age. Uh, at our age, our, our bedroom performance gets inconsistent. I, I, I don't think we'd be. Don't <laughs> don't I, I know you've had. Yeah, I know you've had some bad performances. You know, but very, come on, very rare. Very rare. Now, now that you've uh, hit your, you know, middle age, I think uh, you, you're probably going to notice a dip in your performances. Um, we're at the mercy of our bodies now at this age. Uh, there are nights when you know you can perform like a man half your age, and I think this is one of those nights. You have to do it there and then. This is one of those nights, mate. We've got to show them. We really got to show them. We've got to. We we, we just got to slam it down on the table and show them tonight. <laughs> slam what, Dan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a special show, not just our fiftieth show, but Mick's fortieth. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you, you do look closer to fifty, don't you? <laughs> you know, I've been you. I, you are now the age I always thought you were. Basically, oh, yeah, I've caught myself up. Definitely, <laughs> you have caught yourself up. Yeah. Uh, I'm stressed out today. I turned up for a for a meeting on the wrong day. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that why you're wearing that ridiculous luminous green headband? It, it, it might be. It might be. Um, Is it like a calming thing? Is it like a feng shui thing? Boss, I, I feel I'm feeling the eighties tonight. That's that's what oh, I'm that's feeling. I'm feeling yeah. the eighties. And yeah. also, I thought I, I, I just I, 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 there's an edge to me today. I feel I wanted to accentuate something to do with the hair, seeing as as you're bald. <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> just want to have a little unnecessary dig, even if it didn't bother you. I just wanted to show that I could do something. I could wear a headband. <laughs> There's a lot of heads I've got a band around. <laughs> you probably you probably could. I've turned up for a party on the wrong night before, uh, back right. in 93, and I still went back the following night, and I remember that the night I actually turned up for a party on the wrong night, a friend of ours who we, we know that lives down the road, he said to me that I was dressed like Rick Astley. <laughs> and the uh, following night, I went back dressed in exactly the same clothes. Yeah, as you would do, yeah, fair enough. Uh, couldn't hear anything. I was standing outside the house, and it was obvious that there was no party going on. But I was still insistent that there was a party. Was uh, you a bit paranoid? They were keeping it low, so not so well, you wouldn't be allowed in. Well, I kind of felt like it today. It was a similar thing today. I turned up and I'd convinced myself that my meeting was today, even though the letter clearly said it was tomorrow. And I don't know how I got this wrong because I was only told about this meeting yesterday. Yeah, old age, Daniel. Old mm. age. Some of us have a, a a better mental grip of things than others. Good birthday. Yeah, it was cracking. Yeah, I had a very good time. <laughs> do we do we need to ask? Uh, the details, what what happened at the ask weekend. Ask away, ask away. Uh, heavy, I'm assuming it was pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, a few beers were taken on Saturday. Yeah, you started in the afternoon, didn't you, in the yeah, uh, Blackheath uh, area, I saw the tweet. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> was, that, was that, what would have happened if I'd taken you up on that offer? Oh, you were more than welcome to yeah. come along, I'd just drunk you under the table. So it was Blackheath? Yeah. What, what happens in Blackheath? That's obviously near to where you live, South East London know. borders. I don't know, I don't know. But was that, um, what, you started in the afternoon, did you? It was a... Started about four and finished about twelve. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Drinking from four? Yeah. Food? No, eating's cheating. Don't forget that, people. You, you didn't have a, you didn't go for a meal or anything. No, why would I go for a meal? I thought, I thought you would. I thought you'd have a meal on your birthdays. But no, you know, no, a curry no. house. Could imagine you in the curry house yeah, with right, nineteen other yeah. identical Cockney-looking guys, stereotyping <laughs> various Daniel. Cockney branches around the world. Borderline racism, that is Daniel. <laughs> if you don't mind, don't mind me saying. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, very pleasant. Uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of laughter and uh, japes and stuff. And yeah, it was a very nice evening. And then the next day, more family orientated for the actual birthday. With a meal? Uh, little, yeah, we had a little little bit out and about. Out and about. It was very nice. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, all, all very... Uh, is it a big thing for the kids to know that it's their dad's birthday? Yeah. 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 So what do they do? Make their own cards now? They make cards. They... I buy cards, make cards. Or yeah. Just, you know, sing happy birthday to you every 10 minutes. Get a present together or do yeah, they each give each. you an individual gift now? One each. This is quite funny actually. Um, one gave me a cup and um, a mat, you know, together like thing. Another one gave me a load of uh, cleaning gear, you know, like moisturiser. I do moisturise. You a, are a modern man. I'm a modern man, yeah. Uh, and what else? And like, deodorants and stuff. And the other one got me a box set of the Sopranos. So, so wow. <laughs> yeah, so you've got sort of like £10, £20, £60. So, yeah. Would he have uh, ostracised himself from the others? No, no, not in at all. In doing no. that? In doing no. that? Going for his own gift? No, he just made himself 60 quid uh, poorer. Okay. Yeah, make them buy it. They've got to buy it their own money. Uh, Mrs. Boydie on Twitter, more of which uh, later. Oh, yeah. uh, she was very worried for you on a Saturday night. Oh, I, she would I, I be, as you, yeah, as you would be. Um, I noticed you didn't get back to her. Well, it's hard to text when you're drunk. Yeah, well, tweet. you've done it before. Yeah, With disastrous consequences, Daniel. Hence, uh, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, it's it's inter- we, we we. I think this was the first time our agreement, our new agreement that that's in place, uh, that we don't contact each other when you're out on the lash. Yeah, it yeah. worked, didn't it? It yeah, worked exactly. really well. I totally forgot about you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you I, could have been staring me in the face. I just said, "Who's he?" You showed an abs- you know, a maturity that I thought was beyond you. No, it wasn't maturity. It's just drunkenness, Dan. Okay. I mean, yeah, but I think if you'd been standing in front of me, I'd say, who's this Ricky V lookalike? <laughs> <laughs> Loving Natasha and Goatee, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not convinced by it. I, no, I, I'm not. No. no, you're like you're like, like a love child between Ricky V and Jimmy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your top five birthdays. Oh, God knows. Oh, God. Birthdays that spring to mind. Uh, 18th birthday was good. Yeah, we'd, uh, lost, we'd lost touch by then, hadn't yeah, we? Yeah, very good for that reason. Uh, no, I actually stripped off naked and ran across Blackhawks uh, Lane football field. Where's that? Is that South East London? North, no, North, North East, actually, up okay. by the Tottenham. But when I worked in the bank, we had a game against another department, and I was absolutely smashed by the time we got there. And I mean, I was in such a bad way, I didn't know where I was. And it was that bad, I actually stripped off naked, ran across the pitch, hung off the bar, actual crossbar, and then was dragged into the shower to be uh, sobered up uh, that was a good birthday uh, 21st birthday obviously was good just general drunkenness around the Clapham vicinity what was the difference in terms of hairstyle between 18 and 21 not a lot no, no. not a lot no, so you good. weren't showing then no no Buffon Buffon, Buffon. Uh, and then 30 was good bit of uh, up in the Lambeth North area you know, on you the cusp of becoming a father at 30 I was you? yeah they was about a month before they were born right yeah uh, so I sent the wife off. She drove herself home. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Heavily, pre- heavily pregnant. Massively pregnant. Massively yeah. pregnant. Yeah, she she drove off, and I carried on on the lash and bit of karaoke. It was all like you'd hated it, you know. What about birthdays as a child? What kind of uh, birthdays did you have quiet. as a kid? Always quiet. Always were quiet. There was never parties. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. It was just you know, just just get your cards, get a present maybe or two. Nothing, you know. Don't get me wrong. They weren't like terrible. They were just yeah. pretty general, you know. I always think about. Um, you know, my parents on my birthday, uh, it, because I, th- I always thought it was essentially their day. You kind of wonder, you're coming into the world, yeah. what it must have been like for them, because as big a day as it is for you, it was an even bigger day for them. Exactly, yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, you think it's life-changing for them. Yeah. yeah definitely, especially for your mother. Yeah, I did, um, my sister gave me a card, it was a lovely card, a photo of me on the front, you know, the twaps photo, actually. Yeah. The, the one of me in the flat cap in Ireland, you know, don't be a man, be a man, not a twap, whatever. Um, 
And on the back there was a picture of my mum and dad holding me when I was a baby. Oh, that's lovely. And they brought a tear to me. Like, Had you seen a picture that picture before? I'd seen that picture before, but to actually see it on a card and there was a couple of words written underneath, it sort of like choked me up a bit, you know? Black and white picture. Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, I am 40. So, uh, what she, what had your sister done? She'd stuck... No, she, she, one, one of them, um, you know, the... Uh, photo internet. Sorry, places. yeah, for the ums and ahs. For the internet, you know the internet. I'm not like, editing that out. No, don't edit. Not worth it, Dan. Not worth it. Waste of time, mate. Um, you know, one of these... Internet providers yeah. who do cards. I won't name names unless they want to sponsor the show. Um, done one of them. Fantastic. Really good. Really good. And some lovely words inside. I was really touched. Do you have access to a lot of your childhood pictures? Or is, yeah, there, is yeah. there a member in your family who yeah, has... Yeah, my sister's got them all. Yeah, sister's got them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yourself? You got all your photos? I've got them now here in this hallway. My sister oh. had them for a while, but I, I, I wouldn't say I find it difficult to look at them now. I found it very difficult after my parents passed away to yeah. look at them for a long time. Why, I don't can, we, why don't we get a couple out and maybe we, 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 we can do actually. I could describe a couple to the uh, <laughs> we can do. thousands of listeners. I'm sure they would love that. Do you want to do that? I don't mind you. Hey, you maggot. I hear you're looking for a job. Well, I know where you can get a job. It's called the military. We're always looking for long-haired, freaky-deaky freaks like yourself. Make a man out of you. So you're sitting around sipping lattes, making podcasts. What kind of bullshit is that? You need to get a weapon in your hand. You need to get that rucksack on your skinny little back. Do something with your life. Be a man. Own up to it. Go on right down to your recruiter tomorrow and sign up. I dare you. See if you've got the guts enough to be man enough to own up and do your bit for your country. Uh, we got some uh, emails and tweets uh, from our last batch of shows, uh, Mick, towards the end of October. Uh, show 47. I think this one was for you uh, in reference to that film that you were talking about, that horror film. Oh, La Cabina. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Radio Bird 1978. Uh, the film you talked about in uh, tonight's uh, Please Don't Hug Me is called La Cabina. I saw it many years ago at a friend's house. A very quirky film. I think you, you, you described it as a horror film. Well, it, it felt that. So I suppose it was a child. It did. But I appreciate that the young lady... Oh, so uh, you saw it as a child? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a modern film. No, what? No, no, I was a kid. I okay. watched it with my brother. My brother would be like sitting there having a beer at night, and I'd be, I'd, I'd sit there up with him, sit there chatting, as you do. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was all very pleasant. But yeah, it's a, a frightening film for me as, as a kid. Yeah, not a good thing to see. But yeah, I appreciate this young lady from Batersi finding that out for me. Uh, Victor, this chair is very noisy, isn't it? Yeah, They're not very don't comfortable. Worry about it. Vic- understand your poor and. <laughs> Yeah. Victoria Sponge uh, 7 uh, twats are very unattractive flat caps are only work oh flat caps only work on farmers yeah she's quite right and again young ladies across the country I urge you to berate young men that are wearing flat caps this is the only way I think that we will get this hideous apparel off people's heads uh, Victoria Sponge uh, 7 again uh, regarding show 46 I think the honey you mentioned uh, is called Manuka I think this might have been in response to uh, Steve Sparshot's uh, Ask Boydy question on bees didn't yeah, you ask something that's on right. bees yeah and I said about the New Zealand honey called Manuka which I knew all about at the time quite rightly no that's right yeah because I've got many friends in um, New Zealand could I please just bring your attention to oh, this we got, we got, so I've given you some of my photos as well what, what, what else have you got there you've, oh, you've got had a, a rummage around school, school report from uh, 1986 the third of the second uh, Mr. Casey, who's our mathematics teacher. Yeah, he, should we be saying their names? I mean, they're probably long dead, some yeah, of these guys. Matter, yeah, we can sue me, it don't matter, I ain't got much. Um, yeah, uh, for, for mathematics, Daniel, attainment was E, and yeah. effort was B. Uh, Mr. Casey simply puts, he simply finds the work difficult. 
There you go. That sums it all up, doesn't it, about your mathematical career, Daniel? Yeah, I'm not good with numbers. Yeah, would you like another one, or should we la- wait till later? Uh, you can give me one more, and then we'll crack on crack with the show. On. Yeah, okay, fair enough. What are you going for? Uh, if, you, if you read the, if you read our year masters one, you've got to read it with a chin. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I will do French. Uh, um, French attainment C F A. Now, bearing in mind you come from a Spanish background and both are Latin-based languages. Italian's easier than French for a Spaniard. I don't know. I don't know, Dan. You know, me being of Irish extraction, <laughs> wasn't I'm, aware of that. No, that's right. But there you go, uh, Danny. Danny, <laughs> emphasis on Danny. Danny has worked consistently well in this subject throughout the term. I am pleased with his attitude and with his progress. If he can maintain his interest and work hard, his examination results should improve. Tenth for the first eighty-six. That's good, Dan. To be fair, yeah. yeah. I think we can see a. I can see a job for you in the, the diplomatic corps. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, but anyway, we'll just come back to them later, people. I quite. I, I quite look look forward to going through these. I've got an email for you. I think well for us, but mainly for you here from uh, Lisa. It doesn't say where she's. From. Oh, yeah. uh, the key to hitting a milestone birthday is not to make any major life decisions, especially if at the back of your mind you think what you're doing is linked to your age. So getting married or even agreeing to another kid may not be a wise move, but I know you've already done these, so you're clear. Buying a flashy car is another no-no, not a good look. Stick to your cab. Shorts and having the car heater on full blast should continue to help you do this. I, I, I was surprised tonight when you've turned up, you've turned up in jeans. Jeans, yeah, I'm quite disappointed in myself. Barracus Fane is covered. I can whack it out if you want. Would you like to whack it well, out? Well, maybe we'll have a look at it later. That'd be nice. Uh, Lisa continues, many 40-year-old guys often have a desire to change their look too. Do not do this either. A flat cap and long trousers won't work for you now. It's too late. Stay retro. Find as many opportunities to show off that magnificent chest, the dainty ankles and calf tattoos as you can. Your public demands it. But one exception to the rule is it's never, ever too late for penile rejuvenation, though, Mickey. Never. Stay strong. Good girl. Did she say penile reduction? That's what I, I could do with it, actually. Yeah, I could rejuvenation. do Rejuvenation. Oh, sorry, rejuvenation. Well said. Yeah, well said. And uh, I'll take them points on board. Uh, tweets from uh, listeners, uh, tips for turning 40. Uh, you'll find yourself working twice as hard as you did at 20. That's from the Glory Mill. Uh, Stuart, the overfed, uh, more of him later in the show. Uh, you should consider a move towards a slip-on shoe. Less bending down to tie your shoelaces is a luxury at your age. Can't wear them. Got high arches, not allowed to wear them. So what, what are you meant to wear? Tie-ups. Like tie-ups. Lace-ups. Sorry, not tie-ups. Lace-ups. What's the yeah. difference between tie-ups and... I don't know. I don't know, but when I was a child, I was Santa Clark's, and I had a high arch, and I've stuck, it's one of the things I've stuck with all my life. Sad, isn't it? Silly Casper, who we were hassling before the show, because we'd correction, lost our... you were hassling. I was trying to resolve the problem. We'd lost our Wi-Fi connection. You lost your Wi-Fi well, connection. Well, you'd actually hacked into my Wi-Fi I connection. I hacked into your Wi-Fi connection, yes, I did. I completely underestimated you. I thought that was beyond you. You're, no, you're, 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 a, you're devious, aren't you? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a devious person. Uh, silly Casper, don't bother squinting. Use the large text version of books, websites, etc. Whenever you can. Uh, well, obviously you don't read. Don't so read. That's, that that's, matter, that's, that's not a problem. Yeah, but it's a it's a lovely gesture, all the same, from young Martin over there. Yeah. We've got a, a message here now uh, that I'm going to play you, Mick, from your number one fan, oh, Irish yeah. Brit. That'd be nice. Hello, Mickey. This is an Irish Brit, your number one fan. Um, just checking in from Geordie Land to wish you a happy 40th birthday. Um, I'm also checking in from a place that's paid their entertainment license, so you don't need to worry about the background music. Um, the main reason that I love listening to your show is that you're such a good sport with the Ask Boydy questions, and I think that um, that's the reason why it's so success and it's grown into the monster that it has. 
Um, also, uh, it was brilliant when Mrs. Boydie phoned in the other week to set the record straight about how much she was she cared about you when you had your appendicitis. That was fantastic. Uh, the all night love making bit was just had me creased up. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, also, that you must have some really good staff working for you on your show, um, Boydie, because, I mean, whoever's doing the editing's obviously putting a lot of work into making you the star that you are. Um, so, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Congratulations on your 40th birthday. Congratulations on show 50. It's been brilliant. Thank you for the entertainment. I'm loving it. Bye. Tell you what, Mick, I think you're in there. You know what? I don't think you have to work too hard to, to, to develop something with her. I know you're not going to yeah. say on air. That's absolutely outrageous, thing <laughs> to say, Daniel. You know, absolutely outrageous. I don't know what more. That poor young lady has gone to the trouble of doing a fantastic um, birthday tribute to me, which I very much appreciate. And all you can see is the sexual angle, Daniel. You're wrong. I can visualise her dancing provocatively there, you know, kind no, of. I, I like a dance. I would jump in and dance with yeah. her. But as well, you like a bit of a boogie, don't you? I'm, a good, I'm very good when it comes to dancing. Yeah, yeah. I do like a boogie. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll kind of we'll kind of wait and see what develops there between you and your number one fan. I think I'm a married man. You are a married man. I'm a married modern man. A married modern man. <laughs> yeah. So I have to edit that out now. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you fucking do. <laughs> Make sure you do, mate. I tell you, I've been all kinds of bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, mate, it'll be the 50th and last show. You'll never, I'll never be around. I'll be buried somewhere in the Mrs. middle of... Mrs. Boydie listening to the show these yeah, days. and a few others and all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, email. You email. already that, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I've got to do it now. I'm, how much of it do you want me to edit? All of it. All, all of it. Can yeah. I just bleep the stuff out? <sighs> Go on, uh, Email from uh, Stuart. Um, uh, I think I first came across the show via a retweet and the name instantly clicked with me please don't touch me has been my mantra since i was a child it was a revelation to find someone else who battled constantly with the apparently normal aspects of life and presented this so well that those that those who acted according to normal rules now seem the odd ones out toilets flip-flops thai food in pubs chit-chat friendly neighbors after work socializing signing cards at work and the sheer soul-draining hell of the nine-to-five slog all this rung true but the playoff between Daniel and Michael is great. A classic setup. Boyd, he sounds as if he could take... Oh, do I have to read this word? Take a dump in front of his gran and ask her to pass him his cuppa in the middle of it. Yeah. And? Whilst Daniel thinks nothing of walking miles for some essential privacy. Privacy is the key here. The desire for privacy is seen as abnormal, but it shouldn't be. And please don't hug me convey this fear so well. For me, please don't hug me was great. On a personal level, it pushed me to actually write and, dare I say it, perform Unthinkable a year ago. You want me to do this editing, don't you? Yes, please. I could be in all kinds of bother. <laughs> Just two men and a varicose vein. Please don't hug me. The uh, the Twaps uh, campaign. Yeah. Twa- <laughs> all right. <laughs> Finish your biscuit. I'm so sorry. I could, have, I could have been eating a biscuit about ten minutes and now he's... He, oh, I don't, oh, let me put this down. Right, right. Put it on the table. Yeah, put it on the table. Sorry, Twaps. Tw- the Twaps campaign. My concern is it has aged you. Yeah, uh, physically. Yeah. Um, how's that going? You, you've you've taken your eye off the ball lately. I have a little you? bit. Yeah, with with the fortieth birthday celebrations and uh, a couple of other things going on, and and you know the advent of Mrs. Boydie coming onto Twitter, which I'm not pleased about. But yeah, there you a bit go. of a problem for you. Yeah, a little bit of a problem. I've sort of like been keeping one eye on her and taking my foot off the uh, pedal when it comes to traps. And I'd like to thank you know Matt 
uh, Higgs boson one and Higgs boson one. Sorry, quite right. I correct. Yeah, Higgs boson one. Um, obviously, Billy Two Rivers nine, Crimson Avenger, G- Sutton Red, Gico nineteen seventy two. Gico nineteen seventy two. Taking a few pictures for you. He has been superb to be fair to him for a B team footballer. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, would have probably made the A team if he had pace. No. Um, carry on. Uh, bless him. No, he would have. Uh, who else is there? Um, but but, but you just yeah, to reiterate, I'm, you are yeah. committed to the I'm campaign. Committed. Oh, it's a lifelong thing, that. It's honestly. a lifelong thing because this is this isn't going to go away. And you know, again, it's it's all about coercion, persuasion, any other word ending in shun that can get these people to take these ridiculous bits of uh, headwear off. Putting a strain on your marriage. A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because the wife likes the look. She likes the look. She likes the look. She, I, I read that she was trying to buy you. A, a... She was. Okay. She was. There's an old man shop down the high street. And uh, which is in South East London, Kent Borders, and she tried to buy me a hat in there. And I, I, the look on my face must have been terrible because she she recoiled. You know, she already bought you a top that you didn't like, didn't she? A while ago that you she, talked about. She did, yeah. So yeah, it would have been a similar scenario. It would have been worse. It would have been worse. I think there would have been some uh, heated words exchanged, and maybe some physical violence from her side to me, and not the other way around. But yeah, again, with the traps campaign. I need to uh, really get back on the ball, and I, I do apologise to the followers and to the, my fellow twappers in the Socialist Republic of Twapdom. But the but the chief is on his way back. I'm no chief. We're all brothers and sisters in arms. We are equal. The campaign continues. Correct. Pupil's name: Danny Ruiz. Group set: GCSE. Subject: History. Attainment: E. Effort: D. Danny, what, what, what was attainment again? Attainment, attendance. No attainment. No attainment was what you got. Was the, your mark? And effort was obviously what you put in. So, so what did I get there? E. For attainment. Yeah, for history. Right. One of your favourite subjects. Yeah, it was one of my favourite yeah. subjects. May I continue? Danny obtained 28% in the exam on the first paper. He obtained a very respectable 54%. Interestingly, not much revision was required for this part of the exam, and Danny's natural ability was allowed to show through paper 2. Sorry, he didn't put a comma there. Was allowed to show through. Paper 2 required full revision. Here, Danny only obtained 14%. I will be so sad if he, if he does not gain a good grade next summer. But Danny must finally accept that he must revise fully so that he has the facts which he can reproduce for the examiner. January 1988. I won't give the teacher's name. What I'm disappointed you... you didn't do the chin there. No, well, I ain't got much of a yeah, chin. Yeah. You could have done that. Lovely. Yeah. I well, think so... I think attainment, E for attainment when you're sharing a bed with your dad is not bad. You know, <laughs> I think if you, if you view it in that light, that's yeah, an A. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you put it in the context of you that. Know? Yeah, fair enough. But what, was that? what did you finally get in that subject? Well, I did the retake in 1990. No, no, no. no. There, no. I think it was an E or an F, something ah, like that. Shocking. It. One of your favourite subjects and all. Yeah. Dreadful. Dreadful. Absolutely shocking. I've got a D in that. How the hell did you get a D? Oh, God knows. With all that football and all that and family bereavements and stuff, I think I've done quite well. Got uh, some new stories here, Mick. Uh, well, starting off with uh, one that might be of interest to you. Uh, drivers in South West London postcodes are more likely to crash their cars than those in other parts of the capital. Uh and West London as well. Together, the two postcodes account for more than half of all reported accidents, including dents, scrapes, and collisions in the capital. Uh, this is in sharp contrast to the east and southeast postcode boundaries, which I believe you're from, southeast. In that area. Uh, together, accounted for only 18% of all accidents, according to a study by Accident Exchange. Um, 
the accident management uh, company said the high figures of the west and southwest could be the result of a greater daily influx of traffic from the west via the archery m40 m4 and m3 motorways does this ring a bell to no, you it's nonsense i'll tell you what that is is this just bad driving no they drive massive motors so they're more chance of them hitting them you know i mean there's uh, a few people there that are driving cars that are maybe too big for them i'll say no more and also, I'm again stereotyping people in the southwest who are quite affluent and in the west will report every knock. Whereas us in the southeast, you have a little prang, you shake hands, and you drive on. That's what I reckon. You know, or you have a punch up. So you're not buying this? No, it's, it's not. They're basically just too honest for their own good. You know what I mean? But you know, that's all it comes down to. And plus, they're they're driving like Chelsea tractors, basically massive, huge vehicles that are too big for London. And that's why they're catching them and you know hitting posts and hitting walls and stuff like that. That's all. I don't really like doing car stories. I, I, I'm not interested in cars. No, that that one's just washed over me, really. I'm not yeah, it interested in it. No, why why right, do I bring it up? No, well, that's down to you, Dan. I wouldn't admit. I think it was a boring story. It was no, a boring story. I gave you a bit of credence. I'm not sure the next one's that much more interesting. Off you go. Start with Brian Walton. <laughs> universal, a universal flu vaccine, which researchers say will only need to be administered once, has been found to be effective against a number of different types of influenza virus, including the deadly avian flu and pandemic swine flu strains. Um, obviously, I think everyone will know flu viruses are highly changeable. So uh, elderly people and pregnant women, uh, they're particularly vulnerable to uh, these illnesses. And they're currently given new vaccinations each year to ensure they are protected. Um, are you a fan of uh, the flu flu jab? I mean, no. every I think this is the first year so far that I've had the flu jab and not got it in yeah, a while. Because I've, I can't I've, get, I've, within yeah. a week, I'm down with it. I've never needed it. So without being too blase, people that need it, fine, asthmatics, elderly you know, children at risk, great. But, you know, if you don't need it, don't have it. You know, because I think at the end of the day, try and build up your own resistance in your, in your own system, you know. Do the um, do kids, are kids meant to get these slow jabs? No. Nah. Okay. No, you want to, if anything, you want to, really, children should now be more exposed to more germs because, the, you know, I think of all this antibacterial hand wash stuff, like I think it's, it's, it's lowering people's immune system. Well, we've got a chicken pox lollipop story coming up later. I look that forward an to it. An interesting response. That'd be fantastic. On that. Once upon a time, there was a circus strongman and a Liberian prince. As old school friends, they had an unbreakable bond, which had produced an amazing podcast. However, the strongman had yet to open up his home to the Liberian prince. In order to resolve this travesty, please, Mr. Strongman, can you invite the Liberian prince to record a Christmas special, Please Don't Hug Me, at your beautiful home? That message, mate, that was from uh, Victoria Sponge 7, a campaign to get me to yours, which, uh, to be fair, has been going uh, from the beginning of this uh, show. Our listeners uh, from the early shows were, were on your case there. You looked horrified rather than moved when you were hearing that. That's the word, horrified, Daniel. Not going to happen. I'm sorry. I, you know, I've had a conflict with a wife. She said, whatever I say goes. So <laughs> so I'm, is it you or her? It's me. It's, it's just, I like, I've said I like to keep my world in boxes, yeah? We know this. This is the truth, yeah? So at the end of the day, you you are a lovely fella, but you're here, you know, you know. I've got my life down in South East London, stroke London, Kent Borders. I've got family up here, up the road. I've got other friends in South West London. So it's nice to keep people apart because that way they get to see the true me. Because what I notice whenever I get to, when the two worlds do collide, I'm not myself, and it's not fair to the people that I should be myself. So I think that's the reason I do it. It's nothing. The worlds, the, what the worlds don't need to collide. You just bring me over. Yeah, but then the worlds have collided because that way. No, you, because you don't have your other friends there. Yeah, but you're still you're a massive friend in this area. Massive. You you fill one box, Daniel. Sorry you know what? I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, you you have been. Oh, eating sorry some about that. Weird stuff. Stinks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't. You know why I don't bother tidying the house up when you come? I always tidy it up when Martin comes, but not with you. At least Martin lets me go around to his house. I never yeah. bother tidying up for you. Yeah, well, that's up to, I, but I take you to find you, don't I? Yeah. I get the food and you come down. Marley would jump all over you. Be horrified. No, I don't want the dog. You know what? My new passport arrived. Yeah, and I need to put in two emergency contacts. Yeah, I got Martin down as a shoe in. He's on yeah. his health kick. He's yeah. going to make it beyond fifty. That's Excellent. for sure. Excellent. Now I could get you as well because you're healthy. But I know it wouldn't be a big deal for you. That's what bothers me. You probably wouldn't even mention it to the wife. And I feel that an emergency contact has to be someone whose house you've been to, and I haven't been to your house. So, well, therefore, I'm not allocating you a slot. You've been to my sister's house, haven't you? I haven't, no. Well, I've been, been outside. outside. I, so, I was allowed to stand outside yeah. your brother-in-law's car. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, what you can do, you can put that little patch, you can put that down as your emergency <laughs> um, address. There you go. So, no, I'm sorry to disappoint. I've got to put down my aunt as an emergency contact. Yeah. They're going to be calling her up. Something could happen to me abroad. They'd be about to remove my organs. They'd be calling her up. She'd just say, yes, she wouldn't understand what's going on. That's not, again, that's, that's, that's borderline racism, Daniel. Poor, poor, poor woman finds English hard as it's her second language. She may not understand what the uh, guys from the FCO are saying to her. Uh, Higgs Boson won. Uh, well, I actually put a call out on Twitter to know, uh, to asking if anyone uh, knew specifically where he lived. And okay. uh, Well, not specifically, but Higgs Boson won tweeted a specific address. <laughs> Did he? I, I don't know if you noticed Shut that. It. No, I don't know what it is. I, I, I haven't mentioned it here, but it was a specific road. Well, I t- believe no, in the I'll tell, tell you what, put it down, you can bleep it out afterwards if he's correct. No, so, I, I, I didn't write it down, oh, but right, he, did, he did do it. Um, and I think it was in the uh, Sid Cup no. area. No, it's not either. Anyway, uh, ways to contact the show, Twitter at Please Don't Hug Me, uh, email the show, please don't hug me at gmail.com. Now it's time for Please Don't Hug Me, favourite, the comedian with the unpronounceable name, Rasheen Ray. How are you with your pronunciation of Rasheen's name these days? Do you want to... I'm not sure if it's changed. Rasheen? I'll go for Rasheen. Rasheen Ray. Rasheen Ray. Rasheen. 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 No. That's how I went with it initially. Rasheen. I'd go, because of my Irish ancestry, I would say Rasheen. Roisin. Um, but, but with the London influence... Do you go it? with the E at the end? Roisin? No. no Roisin. It's, yeah, it's R-O-Y-S-I-N. Roisin. Yeah, Roisin. You know, uh, when I first met Roisin, I was actually expecting a black girl. I don't know why. It's an Irish name. Uh, Match introduced... Uh, he, he, he brought Roisin in. Yeah. We were doing some rehearsals. And uh, there was this, you know, very blonde girl. And I was like... Oh, there you thought, go. How could I have got that so wrong? Well, there you go. It just shows you, Daniel. You may be an intellectual and a well-read man, but it just shows and you. And I certainly am. You are well-read. I've got man, some yeah. books over there. Yeah, that's nice. magazines. Excellent. Well done. Anyway, uh, time for <laughs> please don't hug me, favourite Rasheen Ray, and Rasheen's telling us that she's a fan of hugging. So for this anniversary uh, episode of Please Don't Hug Me, I like to talk about um, my position on hugging, which is that I am a hugger. Um, I'm. I'm a fan of the hug and kiss on one cheek greeting for most of my friends. Uh, that, that's where we'd say hello. There are, there are rules to it. Um, if you're going to see that person every single day, you don't necessarily do it. Like the people I know that um, have kids, I'm, I'm busy on the school run every morning and every afternoon. We don't hug and kiss in the playground. Uh, that, that doesn't seem right. But if we, if we met up um, at the pub or at the weekend, then we'd probably hug and kiss hello and goodbye then. Um, it's quite prevalent among my sort of peer group that, that you'd hug and kiss, but of course there are the few that still don't um, ascribe to it. And um, 
there is honestly nothing I like better than giving a hug to somebody who doesn't really like being hugged. I, I sort of want to literally embrace them and bring them in to the to the pleasures of, of, of having that lovely warm little connection with a friend. Um, you have to be very firm with these people because uh, if you if you dither with them, if you let them dither, then it can get very messy. You go in for a hug and they're not really sure what they're doing and they're, they're sort of thinking, oh no, maybe Maybe I can avoid it at the last minute and they'll be sort of doing that defensive um, sort of going backwards and not sure and you're coming forwards and not sure and what can often happen in this situation is last minute no one knows what they're doing and you sort of pull in each other's bodies at an awkward angle and um, you do sometimes get a full-on kiss on the mouth by accident because you're both going for each other's cheeks and there's, there's been no one sort of leading this this hug dance so I like to be very firm maybe put my head to one side sort of grab the person by the shoulders and pull them in so that they know which side they're going for and I know which side I'm going for um you know obviously uh, I like that thing as well that people do where they, they sort of stick their bottoms out um I, I still do that uh with my friends you know, obviously it's not it's not a close in it's not a salsa dance we're just um we're just it's the upper body that you want to concentrate on and I like to teach these teach these rules to um to people that that, that say please don't hug me so Mick, where, where where are you on hugging? I'm I'm sure I've asked you this before. You a big hugger? I think as I'm getting older, I don't mind it. I'm more comfortable. I think where I've lost the weight and stuff, you know, I'm quite happy to embrace people. Mm. Um, you, Morris didn't hug. Morris wasn't a big hugger, was he? No, not really. No, Morris wasn't. To be fair, Morris is still there, but he's not as uh, as as prominent as he once was. But yeah, and the kissing, I'd rather kiss on both cheeks to cover the angles. You know? Yeah, that's what I think. You know, just a hug, kiss, kiss, job done. You can follow Rasheen on Twitter at Rasheen Ray. Uh, catch up on her blog, comedymum.wordpress.com. You're on this YouTube. Please don't hug me. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Here we go, Daniel. January 1988. Mathematics again being the subject. That's not Casey, though, this time. No, it's it? not. No, he's a much better teacher. Um, attainment G, which if I look at the front guide, for Attainment G, it is, it's not even on here, it's uh, totally unsatisfactory or something, yeah, unsatisfactory, yeah, um, and effort D, Danny thinks that as he's been entered at the lowest level, he has sufficient knowledge of the subject not to do any work, 31% in the exam gave him the lowest grade, and unless he decides to do more work at home and in school, he will not be entered for math this summer. A pleasant nature does not make up for hard work in an exam. Where was she when my scientific calculator was having snot wiped over it, as I mentioned on an earlier show? You know, with her three bodies in one. A weird body. You know, where was she? Where was she when that calculator was being ruined? You know, just, just weeks, after, weeks after it was purchased. Also, where was I? Yeah, well, you were at. You were still. I, I, every time I was sat next to you, I'd get moved to the front. Oh, fair enough. Because so. I normally used to look after you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> it's got three bodies in one. It's superb. She's the like top some, off. Yeah, the top off was fine. She was like <laughs> some <laughs> creature out of Greek mythology. She wasn't was, she? Yeah, Very she strange was. body. Yeah, but the top off was, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, enjoyable. But the rest of it was just all yeah, over the shop. Very square shoulders, I remember. Yeah. And then she had the uh, the chest, which yeah. was 
reasonable, very pleasant, yeah. But something went wrong. The, the, there was no, there was no back. <laughs> no, there weren't. And toothpick legs. <laughs> yeah. And weird to. dresses. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously to uh, hide yeah. the, the Derby shed. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> like one in books. You know, when you were a kid, and you put free. Yeah, yeah, flappy, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, we've got some uh, emails in. Uh, Mick from listeners' favourite. Please don't hug me. Moments. Uh, Sue. Uh, wrote my favourite moments were the Kid Cop show. Mm. Um, that was the seminal uh, American police drama that I imagined <laughs> in my head for, and ran for 13 years, uh, involving myself and Victoria Principal. Oh, don't. don't um, and when Mickey curled you in room 11, uh, shows 14 and 15. Very funny. For a while, I thought the hotel stuff was all made up until I heard the New Year shows and read Daniel's blog. Recently revisited those hotel shows and so much now falls into place. Keep up the funny stuff and can you ask Mickey to make a bicep flexing sound just for me? Love Sue. That is good. Yeah. Has to be show 22 and win zone simply for how Mickey's genius idea freaks out Daniel. That's from Thomas in Leicester. Good man Thomas yourself. Well done son. Lovely. Uh, the revelation in show 43, courtesy of EV80's Ask Boydy question that Mickey has a parasitic twin named Maurice living in his belly. The best of many fine moments over the last 18 months. That's from uh, Mark in London. You weren't too clear of what EV80 meant by the parasitic no, twin. No, I had <laughs> to ask you the next day. To know. <laughs> we had to confirm that was your belly she was yeah, referring yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Because obviously I have no belly, I'm just all muscle. <laughs> This is a good one. Uh, Debbie in Bristol says it's the Christmas show for her for the simple reason that within the first five minutes, Daniel's efforts to pretend the show is being recorded on Christmas Eve are completely <laughs> blown out of the water <laughs> by a slip of the tongue from Mickey. Not for the first time, Debbie. Not for the first time. Yeah, sorry. Um. Here's the thing, Mick, uh, that I was asking today on Twitter. I'm not sure if we've got any more of these tweets. Um, what have you never wanted to do and can't see yourself doing? Parachute jump. You've never, uh, you've never wanted a parachute. No, nah, you're joking. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Or do you mean something more ordinary? Or well, no, anything, anything yeah. that you just cannot, and and, and yeah. not just cannot see yourself doing, but have no interest in doing. Yeah, you've got, para- you, yeah. you don't want to even conquer this, whether it's a fear or something else. Yeah, parachute jump, heights, skiing, um, deep underwater ex- exploration. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what else? Yeah, nothing. I don't want to fly a plane. I've got loads. There's loads of stuff I don't want to do, you know. But you're hardly likely to fly a plane, though, yeah, are why you? why not? Of course I could. Go up in a little Cessna. Why not? Happy days. And of course, it wouldn't cost that much, you know, to do that. For me, the thing I've never wanted to do is to go to the States. I've just never had any interest in going to the States, which is strange in the sense that... Uh, Working-wise, as a writer, years ago, I, uh, I met an agent, and uh, the agent was interested in taking me to the States, and, I, oh, yeah. and that was a big problem for me. Why, why are you nice smiling there? I'm Did telling nice you. Nice no, no, it was, a, it was a lady. Oh, brilliant. Oh, um, and, yeah, I just... The, the idea, the challenge of writing for American television, obviously, was, a, was that that part of it I was fine with. The actual idea of spending time in the States, I've just never warmed to the idea. I've never been interested in it, which is... You know, curious because you know, like most British kids, I've grown up with American television. Well, that's all we had as kids, weren't it? Really, apart from a few decent British shows. But what, was your problem more likely staying with the agent in the same room, sort of thing? No, no. The problem, it just, just uh, the problem is to this day pushing beds together. No, I, I, I'm not. No, the problem is I'm not interested in going to the states. Mm-hmm. And this has arisen. You know, a friend's asked me uh, if I'd be interested in going to the states at, at Christmas, and it's a lovely offer, but. It's it's the same old thing again. I've never had this curiosity to see America. Yet yeah, I'm interested in its history. You know, I mean, it's a relatively new country, the mm. world's you know biggest empire, the world, the, the, the most powerful nation the world has ever seen. But I'm not interested in seeing it. I have no curiosity, and yet I can devour box yeah. sets of American drama. I reckon. I reckon if what could happen, you might be frightened that if you get a taste for it, 
is that you don't want to, you, you know you can't fulfill your um, fascination with it, if that makes any sense. You know, you'll go there for two weeks and never go back and it will just absolutely annihilate you, that you will never get back there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it's the vastness of the country that bothers me. It could be, it could be. We've had a few tweets here. Uh, Nick MB, never wanted dental surgery, blessed with strong teeth, no fill-ins, but this has left me with a phobia of it happening. Uh Catherine Elm, uh, a bungee jump, never. Similar there to your oh, parachute. Make the right. Do you know, I was very close to doing a bungee jump in New Zealand. Really? Why would you have done a bungee With jump pal- if you weren't interested? Well, I, well, I was 19 not... and I was yeah. half cut, let's be honest. You know, that was the truth. I've been on the lash for like three weeks. Yeah. And me and my mate Tony were going to do one together. But luckily, I was still, even then, too fat. Well, I was only 90 kilos, but they didn't have enough rope for me and him to do it together. So I, I bottled it and said, I'll tell you what, you do it on your own. And it was that bad. Walking back, I was in like vertigo and all this across this bridge. It was a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. LJ Jordan, I have never wanted to go to Australia, wear cowboy boots or eat cauliflower. That's it. There it is again. What is it about countries that some people just don't want to visit uh, certain countries? For me, I think third world countries as well, because of the flies... Uh, <laughs> and probably also because all of my money would have probably gone on getting there, Mick. I'd have no money for the street kids and beggars. Uh, they'd be cursing me. I'd be trying to, you know, tell them how I eat basic cream of tomato soup back in London. But they wouldn't want to know. I'd have problems, you know. They'd, yeah, uh, you, yeah, they'd be go, hassling yeah, me. Yeah, but the third world thing, there's flies in other countries that are not supposedly third world. Australia, you know, the northern part of New Zealand, you could get flies up there as well. So, yeah. you know, there's like America's bundles of them, so... You know, that's not an excuse. Yeah, th- th- uh, flies and uh, street kids. I think uh, that 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 that's the combination. I think that that I'd probably struggle with. Um, Purple Helen, uh, spooky skiing's the first thing that sprang to my mind. That and getting anything pierced, even my ears. That's unusual. A woman without ear piercings. Again, you're showing your uh, lack of uh, um, what's the word thing for the feminine uh, <laughs> thing. You're <laughs> you're showing lack of empathy for ladies. Most you know? women have their ears. Yeah, most women, not all women. And if they don't want them done, you can't force them. What are you going to do? Hold them down and put a nail through the ear? She doesn't want it done, the girl. Purple Helen says, also, Crimson Avenger and I have never wanted to watch boring men drive in circles and get their oil tyres changed. Uh, also known as Formula oh, One, it's not. I don't think. It's totally a, agree with that. Yeah, I don't think Formula One's a spectator sport. Yeah, oh. uh, recently I have to say, Martin and I we watched uh, the Ayrton Senna documentary. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but he was a proper, you know, brilliant him, documentary. Him Prost, yeah, 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 know, yeah. Like really no, going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was each other. That was up there with. Uh, I think that was probably uh, up there with uh, Fraser and Ali. Yeah, there obviously, the poor old Joe Fraser went yeah. over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, fair play. Yeah, uh, Crimson Avenger skiing. I do not want to be associated with posh. Furry hat wearing idiots, uh, apres ski bollocks, and it's cold. Correct. Couldn't agree more. You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me. Ruby's D, subject biology. Attainment G, effort D. Oh, we're sorry, we're in January 1987. Danny continues to waste time. He defeats himself by thinking that he's no good and reasons that there is no point in making any sort of effort. This is a pity. Because with more positive attitude and a willingness to work, he would surprise himself by what he could achieve. There you go. What was that? Biology. Biology, yeah. 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 Uh, You've done well in that subject, didn't you, then? Yeah. Yes. You know what? In five years, I never lit a Bunsen burner. Really? That's I got away with it. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, that is, yeah. yeah I used to like that old Bunsen burner. Now it's uh, time for... Oh, Spidey! Oh, uh, jealous. <laughs> Here we go. Jealous Jane. How does this work? Your acolytes do what? How does yeah. this work? I like that word now that I know what it means. I didn't know what it meant a month ago. Uh, basically, you ask me a question and I answer it as honestly and as openly as I can. 
There you go. I'll endeavour to ask, answer it as honestly as I can. Oh, God. Well, this is like a 1950s B-movie, you know what I mean? You're a disgrace, Daniel. You, know, you, this, you really are showing an horrible side to your nature tonight, I really must say. What I've done, Mick, is uh, we've had so many questions for you for this uh, 50th show, I've split it into two sections. Thank so you, this is Very the, kind of you. <laughs> very is... kind of all of you for the questions as well. The uh, first uh, Ask Boydie uh, this week, Victoria Sponge 7. What are your favourite five words? What are your... Sorry, what are your five favourite words and why? Um, football, because I love football. Children, because they're my kids. You know, I associate the word children with my children. Um, not not other people's children. No, you're not no. like you're not like, you're not like Jesus. No, 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 no. I'm nothing like Jesus. I distance myself from any uh, uh, similarity to Jesus. You would have been a disappointing Messiah, given, yeah, given your been, baldness. I'd have been yeah, too lazy as well. Do you know what you I mean? Know. Come and follow me. I'll tell you what, no, don't bother. I'll see you in about half hour. Yeah. I'm going to have a cheese sandwich. That'd yeah. be me, yeah. Um, what other words? We've done football, children, um, horses. Just like the word. Don't know why. <laughs> like the word. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, sex and titties. There you go. My favourite words. I'm a simple man, Dan. You certainly are. Can I put beer in there as well? Well, beer. We'll, give you, okay, we'll give you that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Nick MB, as a, as a modern man, do you have a favourite kind of milk? Also, veal, cruel or delicious? Veal, delicious, but cruel. Yeah. And I, is, that, is there anything wrong with that combination? It's, it's just, you know, it's not nice, is it, you know? But there you go, what can you do? But it's tasty, we're, you know. You still eat it? I, I can't afford it. I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten it. So I suppose I could take the higher ground and say it's cruel. Yeah. Uh, and did he say I have a favourite kind of milk? Yeah, do you this have a favourite su- kind of milk? This will surprise you, I do. And I have the red milk, you know, the fat-free oh, one. Oh, that's it's disgusting. Not, I get used to it. I tell you, you can, can drink it straight. Yeah, easy. It's very nice. It's very like pleasant. water. No, it's nothing like water. Do you have it in you. your coffee or tea? I have it coffee, tea, muesli. Is this part of your keep fit thing? It is Keeping part of my... Maurice at bay. Yeah, that's it. Maurice is no more. Bonobo, hello, Bonobo. When can we expect an exercise DVD? Um, I'll tell you what. If I could get a production team in place, if Daniel could sort out Ruby's media friends. I would gladly do it, and I tell you what now, I'd be an inspiration to big men everywhere, and not in a patronising fashion. I would help them, and hopefully it would help me to continue my goal of keeping the weight down and keeping the fitness up. Very good question, Miss Hobbanobbanobba. Uh, unfortunately, I have no media friends. I bet you do. <laughs> Mr. John Rain, what caused the death of cock and ball graffiti? Uh, do you know what that was? An influence from America, John. Who are they? What? Cock and ball graffiti. What no, is that? I'm you not. Nana. Well, tell me what it is. It's a cock and the balls. It's just like, you know, do a cock and a cut the balls. It's and, that simple. Yeah, with the old Harry coming out at the end. Um, that's it, yeah. No, that's what it is. Because the older tags got a bit complicated and, you know, it absolutely ruined it, you know. So, yeah, quite a groove. Why don't we start up a campaign? No, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll get nicked for that. Yeah, uh, no, but that's what's happened. The old American uh, graffiti style got complicated. And I suppose, I'll tell you what, else and all, the advent of um, spray. You know, okay. like it must have got. You know, so, how far back are we going? Better, better technology. Oh, before we, before us, definitely. Before well, before time. me, but I mean, you've been around for a while now. Six months longer than you, Dan. Six months. Don't rub it in, boy. <laughs> Richard P, nineteen seventy-five. Are you planning any more U-turns, inconsistencies, and contradictions <sighs> for the already convoluted Twaps campaign? Uh, Richard has since left. Your twats. Yeah, regrettably. Campaign. Yeah, regrettably. And again, I, I appreciate all the good work that Richard done for us. And there won't be no uh, uh, change now on the um, the manifesto for twats. 
it was just one slight little aden- uh, amendment. Amendment. I'm terrible. One one slight amendment that you know I allowed one one per one member could have one person who they either loved or you know it was a person who was big in their life. And they wanted to, you know, let them get off with a twaps thing. So was it, this was the Billy Two Rivers Billy nine two of the AC, yeah, DC frontman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. And then, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I gave him that. Gave that that one um, pass to everyone. And I think that that, that got me more uh, more twappers. What I would say, I mean, don't you think this fifty-seven age limit is too high? No. Given no, that, I mean, so. I don't expect to live beyond fifty-seven, fifty-eight. You're not worried about that. I, I mean, I, I'm not looking to embrace the flat cap, but you know, it'd be nice to have the option of knowing that I have arrived at an age where I can wear anything. But Dan, you're wearing a, a luminous green headband, mate. I, so I am. I am. You're 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 worse than the man who wears a flat cap. Hmm. So yeah, no, no, we didn't day, Dan. You, if you die at sixty, you can have three years of wearing one. There you go. That'd be a nice way to go out, actually. Do you not think? Possibly, possibly. Oh, you go. You uh, go. Uh, your number one fan, an Irish Brit. Hello, apart, hello. Uh, apart from your amazing physical presence, Correct. can you please list three items you keep in your cab? Uh, moisturizer. Which you might. What's funny about that? Moisturizer. I keep moisturizer. Um, I won't say dorky. Um, what else do I keep in there? Uh, a towel. Don't ask why. And a, a brush, just to brush out in case there's any like little bits brush in the back. out. You know, any bits and bobs, you know, like bits of paper and that. That's the all. brush for the cab? Yeah. No, okay. just, just brush out the back. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Uh, silly Casper, why are all superhero films so bad? Uh, E.g. our stand about Thor. This is uh, Silly Casper made me watch Thor with him. Absolutely nice. terrible film. I mean, I expected yeah. it to be bad. The comic is terrible anyway. Yeah. As a been... kid, I was, ne- you know, I was never yeah. a fan of Thor, but the film was absolutely appalling. I'm not a great lover of superheroes. What about Batman films, the dark Batman films? Don't really do them, but do you know what I think it is? You know what it is? Where you read a cartoon as a kid, as much as you're seeing each frame, yeah? Your mind's doing overtime, so your yeah. perception of that superhero is different to what's portrayed in film, and that's the disappointment. That's the disappointment between the two. The two don't match your, you know, it doesn't match your expectations, and that's why you think this is rubbish. And I think that happens with a lot of these superhero films. But I'm not a great lover of them. I'm, I like, I'm more into realistic films. Our potty mouthed uh, favourite from Narnia, EV80. When was the last time you had a proper scrap with fisticuffs? Uh, proper one. 1997. Drunk? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. I won. Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk about the time in Boulogne... Yeah. You, talk, uh, you, you never mentioned that, have you? Well, I, I actually... I blogged about that oh, recently, you? Oh, but you don't you? you don't read the blog. Can't be asked. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you missed a very uh, important aspect of the Boulogne story, which I will oh, tell yeah. you off air. Okay, fair enough. I will tell you off air, and then we can perhaps talk about it in show 51. Oh, if there is a show 51. <laughs> if there is a show 51. Area 51. I, I am very, very hungry right now. Oh, you really? Okay. So, 1997, can you, oh, can you uh, expand I, I on that? I don't really want it. The guy's still around here. Yeah, I batted him. End of story. No, tell a lie. He batted me in the pub. He hit me about ten times without me realising. Yeah. I was that drunk. And then once I sobered up and the, or the adrenaline kicked in, I got the better of him outside. Is it different being struck as a bald man to you know to I when you had hair? No, nah, of course it's not. I mean, I'm just thinking. You, are you feeling any anything above the eyes, eye level? Are you going to feel it a bit more because there's no hair there? I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, mm. I, I can't remember. Yeah, but you know, we'll have a fight now. I'll have a fight with hair. All right, let's just get the show out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> More Ask Boydies later. You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me. You've just, uh, you've just belched, haven't you? Yes, <laughs> I have. Absolutely, yes. You've absolutely killed me with that. What, what exactly did you have for dinner? Homemade burgers, Daniel. Homemade burgers with what? With garlic? 
just no. garlic or what? what? I mean, what is... What Tried. did I just get hit there? It was some sort of herb in there or something, onions and, right. you know... And you thought, you know what? Yeah, this is the ideal meal to have when I'm recording a show. But, Dan, we're mates. I don't really care. I'm not, Dan, some of the things that you put on me, smell-wise, when we've been out eating, and I've paid for it... Do you know what, what I mean? octopus? Yeah, you've made me eat octopus. You, you've, you've quietly burped and... I have not burped. Yes, you have. No, yes, I have. I have. Don't, 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 why, why are you trying to ruin my good name here? You know I don't do that. That's, on, that, that doesn't on, fit on, in with who I am. How is burping ruining your good name? It's a I have not. I have function. not. I have not burped as you have right now. But we're mates, then. You're listening to show 50 of Please Don't Hug Me. More rhinoplasty than GCSEs with Circus Strongman Mickey Boyd and myself, Daniel Ruiz Tyson. Uh, you're not going to belch there again, are you? I am actually, yeah. But <laughs> you are, can, you, can, can you hold it in, please? Yeah, I've just done it. <laughs> can I bring you your attention to the Year Masters report? In uh, this is June of 1987. I'm rather concerned at Danny's lack of progress in many subjects this year. He is a very capable pupil, but appears to have lost his enthusiasm this year. Anything we can do to help? And he signs his name. That's quite disconcerting. That mm. you know, like this young tender age, that he, you know. You know, anything we can do to help. I guarantee there was another kid in the class that would have written that about. I'd say, sir, it was advantageous to have parents who couldn't read English when you're getting reports <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know? so, uh, so who would read them then? No one. I think both would read them, but I just don't think they understood them. And obviously we didn't have a house phone, so they couldn't call my parents. I'd, uh, I'd leave school. I'd, I'd leave for school later than everyone else. I could intercept any letters. I'd write my own sickness letters. Mm. I became adept at forging my mum's name. Yeah, it was. Uh, what are you smiling about? I, I've got to read you this one. I've never seen this one before. He was. This guy was a nice teacher, actually. Who's that? I won't read out his name. Do you remember him? Uh, he was a bit. He was a bit of a cool dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm looking for, don't yeah. This is um, CDT for the same year. Yeah, Daniel Ruiz Tizan. He's put on. That, that says it all. That he couldn't even spell your name right. T i z a n. Yeah. Daniel's work is always used Daniel to be fair to him. Daniel's work is interrupted far too often by his frequent searches for outlets for his sense of humour. That's good. He must overcome this if he is to do himself justice at this subject. So, what are your DIY skills now, Dan? Any good? I've never been a fan of uh, <laughs> DIY. <laughs> you know, I'm about creating. Yeah, of course. You know. at, least, at least he's, he's recognised the humour. Yeah. And he was a cool dude to be fair to him. So, that's good. You were making cool dudes laugh back in the 80s. More news stories now. Why do parents buy chicken pox uh, lollies? Uh, US authorities have warned parents that posting infected lollipops to other families who want their children to get chicken pox is against the law. But why are the parents doing it? Um, this is the news. Make that some parents have been apparently posting saliva-soaked tissues and licked lollipops to each other in an attempt to spread chicken pox among their children. Uh, this has been greeted uh, with widespread condemnation. Um, how do you... Uh, Mrs. Boydy, deal with a whole, um, you know, kids picking up uh, these kind of infections and that. Do you, I mean, are you a fan of this kind of stuff? It, it, it's, it's, it's bizarre. But the reason they're doing it, they want their children to get it over and done with, get it done. As, you know, but to me, I think there's something well, not bizarre, I think it's sinister to actually force your child to get ill, you know, because chicken pox is no laughing matter. It's not good and the children get permanent scarring. So I think it's just, that's bizarre and, you know, just horrible. And then when it comes to our kids, we just let them go with the flow. They've had their jabs. They've had various things. I think, please God, the only thing they haven't had is mumps. Where did you, what did you guys do with the whole MM? Was it MMRA or oh, whatever? Was bit, yeah, there's a bit of a to-do about that between me and her, actually. Okay. I wasn't keen on uh, one of the kids getting it, but they all got it. And uh, thank God, touch wood. Nothing, nothing untoward. So, but again, it's such a, it is a genuine concerning, uh, concerning time. 
Friendly Pyramid had a few tweets on this. Uh, former Toilet Bingo champion, uh, Superlative C. Uh, utter madness, not because of the germs, but because it's a uh, it's bad science. Uh, the lovely William Stafford, copyright uh, Mickey Boy. Yeah, Mickey Boy. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Rosemary on BBC Breakfast said chicken pox lollipops don't work. They spread uh, mononucleosis. Better to have a chicken pox party. Um, mm. Sarah's not coming. Uh, you can't catch chicken pox orally. Waste of time. Uh, Favourite please don't hug me moment here. Uh, who's sent this in? This is from Robin Preston. Certainly the most awkward has uh, moment in please don't hug me history has to be when Fiona Harden and Paul Daniel up on calling her a ponce back on one of the shows <laughs> yeah. earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, that, that was awkward. I think Fiona, uh, well, I don't think there was a right way to take that. She certainly didn't take it well. Uh, I'm sad that we can actually get Fiona back for this show. I feel like she was like working with a much prettier and better prepared version of you, Mick. Yeah, I could understand that, Dan. You know, but you know, she was funnier to me as well. But there you go. But I'm more consistent. I'm here more often. I'm not in LA. But fair play to her. I'm uh, just, I'm just flicking through this, uh, this uh, rather attractive book of uh, photographs. <laughs> Those here, are the Dan. earliest family photographs I have. Yeah, yeah, they're very good, aren't they? I must say, there's a short, short ass version of you here holding the football quite badly, incorrectly. <laughs> How, even, how's even, that being even, held incorrectly? Well, why would you hold a ball downwards like you're a goalkeeper? You could drop it. You want to hold it to your body, yeah. arms around it. You're right. You may you may only be free. Yeah, but I want technique. I am, that's our first house. Yeah, I want technique. And technique I'm not yeah. getting it there. You know what I mean? You're very short, and uh, although I do like the decor, nice, nicely decorated. Yeah, yeah. I'd love side. to go back to the '70s for a day. Would you? Yeah, would and, you? and see how we were as kids. Oh no, I'd, I'd like to actually be an adult in the '70s. Imagine the fun you'd have. Yeah, I'd be superb. Yeah, I'd you're be, obviously be, thinking about the uh, the dubious. I'd be filth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be filth. I'd, I'd be. I'd love to be a copper. Yeah, John oh, in the Ford. 70s. Yeah, be yeah. great. Yeah. Super, big cut, big tide. Uh, a story here. Police are tricking 19 criminals into coming forward uh, with free beer. Uh, 19 wanted criminals were arrested by police after being tricked into meeting officers by the lure of a free crate of beer. Undercover officers at Derbyshire Police sent letters to dozens of people who had evaded arrest asking them to ring a marketing company to collect a free crate of beer. Uh, 19 suspects fell for the hoax, called the number on the letter which put them through to police officers based at Chesterfield Police Station. What happened next? Mick, the uh, suspects were told that they needed to arrange a date and time for the free alcohol to be dropped off at uh, an agreed address. And uh, yeah, they were caught. Good. Good right and all. Not be very in today. It's entrapment but it's funny. Given, you, given your love of the beer, if you were a criminal, do you think you'd have fallen for that? All day long. Really? All day. I'd be there, yeah. I'd be, in fact, I'd have, I'd have gladly, I'd have tried to drink the beer before they actually took me into custody. Mm. I think that'd be the way forward, but I don't think they'd let you have it, would they? But I think it's a, it's a good move, you know, at the end of the day, these people, it all depends what crimes they've done, you know, if you're saying petty, maybe it's not great, but if they've done something serious, yeah, get them. Um, you posted a, a few weeks ago uh, right. in the aftermath of the uh, Maurice uh, yeah. R. Spoider. You posted a, a picture, <laughs> a picture of yourself back in 2008 at a oh, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, you yeah. looked absolutely massive. And the fact that you know, the fact is, I, I was shocked. And yet, yeah. for five or six years, uh, the first five or six years that we uh, were reunited, that's how you were. Yet, mm-hmm. for some reason, I never realised how big you were and uh, I mean it's a it's a frightening size mm, yeah, really I mean, I was, I mean, that's, that's post Christmas uh, I was 21 stone 8 pound 5 foot 9 which I am and it's not you look at the picture it's just you, I actually look like I'm in trouble don't I I actually look like I'm struggling to breathe and it's, you know, it's terrible you know and it's just not good and I, I used to struggle to breathe when I walked when I went up the stairs when I um, you know with the kids in the, in the, in the garden and that and it, it, what it is you don't want to really Acknowledge it. Before we talk about your reasons for losing the weight in the last two or three years, 
there was that time, um, and I hope you won't mind me bringing it up, uh, around 2004, 2005, when, uh, you know, your dear old mum was uh, passing away, where yeah. you were working out like a demon. In yeah. fact, the way the, uh, the manner in which the weight came off you at that time struck me more than yeah. it has done this time around. It, 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 you know, this time around has been more gradual. What yeah. I've seen is I've never had that moment where I thought, blimey, he's lost a load of weight yeah. that I had back in 2004, 2005. Yeah. But what you've done this time looks more sustainable. I mean, you looked back then like you were punishing yourself. I was. Yeah, basically. You know, it was just were, a I mean, yeah. you became have we, have we phenomenal. Slipped into, we slipped into your uh, podcast there. But no, I was. That was just like a way of dealing with the grief, basically. That's all it was. Not all it was, but that's what it was. But obviously, I mean, this was prior to your mum uh, passing. No, it was after. Oh, it was after. after. It was okay. After. And this, this now has been... Nothing to do with grief. No, no, no. Just no. To do with, this is actually just to do with like health and you know happiness. And coming, few... coming to that though, there was that moment where you know uh, we went to Max's funeral a yeah, couple of years yeah. ago, and we'd had that conversation. Mm, yeah. Where I, I said, I mean, the cliche thing, you know, you want to make sure you're around for your kids. Yeah, that's right. And uh, quite, to be fair, Dan, it was never a true word was said. But, but, but it, I mean, it was an obvious thing to say. But it seemed that that day, I mean, that day changed a lot of people. That funeral, you know, yeah, to lose yeah. to lose a friend at 37. Yeah. But the way in which it changed you, obviously, physically, that's immediately apparent. But yeah, but there was no disrespect meant of Matty's memory or nothing. You've got to remember, I didn't know Match really as an adult. Yeah. So with me, I went to Matty's funeral out of respect for him as a child. If you know the, the yeah, boy, yeah, the boy yeah. I went to school with, and was you know, we had good laughs, and you know, he used to call me Narif Grande. Yeah, big and I would, nose. Yeah, big nose, and I'd call him El Gordo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Because he taught me it. <laughs> but yeah. he didn't mind, because he, no, he, no, he was just good back. Yeah. But he never lost the weight. That was the thing. I don't know, but I tell you what, when I met up with him, he was skinnier than me then, wasn't he? Remember in the Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Print. He did have a period where he lost the weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, he'd lost it so quickly, and he found it hard to, yeah, to, said, to keep it off. That's the problem. Um, but what it was with that day, I look, and I felt... You know, this is a poor young guy here, 36, 37, lost his life. And I thought, here, I, I've got all to live for. And, you know, I didn't, and don't get me wrong, whenever I've been working out, I've not been thinking of him. But I think subconsciously, it definitely had a big effect on me. Definitely. There's no choice about it. But the thing that done me was the walking. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't walk far. I couldn't do nothing. You know, it was just terrible. It was embarrassing. And I used to have dreams about running. And to think that I couldn't run. You know, that was just terrible. And that's the one thing, I like today, I've done three and a half miles with my mate Craig. And a mile with Jill, the, one of the school, one of the mothers from down the school, and you know that's four and a half miles in a day running. You know, like this time three years ago, I couldn't have walked four and a half miles. So I'm I'm, I'm over the moon, like you know, with my uh, my efforts, you know, on a serious. And this time it looks sustainable. Yeah, it's sustainable. Yeah. Definitely. This is this is who you are now. Yeah, I've got more muscle now than I had back then. That was just losing weight. This is like I've actually I've lost weight but gained muscle. So that's that's going to be good because you you're burning calories, you know. And uh, you are listening to the Daniel Ruiz Tyson podcast. Which I believe you're a fan of. I have listened to it and downloaded it on several occasions, yeah. What is the deal with uh, Mrs. Boydie uh, on what, Twitter? What? I don't know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Saturday night, uh, mm. she, uh, I mean, how much have you told her about Saturday night? She Not was much. tweeting people, she's trying to find out where you are. Was she? Yeah, I did. Very I jealous her. woman. Yeah, well, she would be. Does know. she have reason to be jealous? I mean, you're no. a good-looking guy. I mean, you've no, got yourself, yeah, you've got yourself back in shape. I'm not good-looking. Come on, Dan. Let's, let's not, you're good-looking. I'm not good-looking. Oh, I'd say you're good-looking in, a, in a rugged way. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, I, I'm not going to expand on that. Is you that know. the bedroom over there, Dan? That is the bedroom over Very there. Very nice. <laughs> the doors are kept closed be, to try and keep what little heat there is in this flat <laughs> in. <laughs> um, no, she's, yeah, she's yeah, well, poor she, lady. She, she appears to be, to me, she, she appears to be struggling with the amount of uh, female interest you appear to have on Twitter. Oh, right, yeah, well, that's but that's just out there in the ether. That's not genuine, is it? No offence to the ladies, and uh, you know it's only a bit of banter, and that's all it is. It's not genuine, and she needs to contain that and uh, just get on and, and do a bit of cooking. 
Because she likes and ironing, uh, according did, to one of your tweets at the weekend. Did I say that? I, did I, I must so. have been drunk. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to make women fall into stereotypes. They are uh, all happy to uh, do manly things as well as lady things. Did you get your fry up at the weekend? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah what, I what, what was in the fry up? Uh, let's think. Let's think again. This this sort of goes contradicts everything that I just said about fitness. <laughs> um, I had three sausages, two fried eggs, a load of mushrooms. Uh, tomatoes, waffles, um, what else did I have? Oh yeah, cool, six rashers, and uh, three slices of bread, and two mugs of tea. What an animal. Thank you. What an animal. Mickey Boys, you are a knobber. That's my best thing, my best feature. Mm. <laughs> did a man taste. <laughs> Everything, 95%. <laughs> of, your, of your stuff that makes me laugh is absolutely filthy. Yeah, no. You're aware so, of that. Yeah, I am, yeah. You seem to specialise in a particular area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording now, aren't we? We are. Oh, dear. <laughs> My favourite story, Mick, uh, this uh, this week, and I, I've always been curious about buildings. One of our early shows, I said it would be great if one day a year uh, everything was open to the public yeah. and we could all... <laughs> what is wrong? Do you need a tissue? <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see where the mic was. Right, okay. Yeah, we could just enter any building that we might have had a curiosity about, any unmarked building, yeah. you know, that you walk past as a school kid. You could just go in there one day a year. Uh, there's a story about urban explorers who apparently enter London's uh, landmarks. More than 300 of the capital's most famous landmarks have been secretly entered at night by groups of urban explorers. London is at the epicentre of the rapidly growing global movement described as the practice of entering unseen or off-limit areas and the thrill of discovery. I have no problem with this. I think this is fascinating. I'd love to get involved in something like this because there are. Well, that's burglary, basically. I guess. I guess. I mean, I think. I think what they're doing is um, a lot of empty buildings. Uh, mind you, actually, here they're saying that in the past year they've been inside the Battersea Power Station. Well, that is empty. Uh, yeah, Millennium yeah. Mills on top of St Paul's Cathedral, the British Museum, and Heron Tower. We are making life and death decisions after work every day. Uh, there is nothing like the experience of hovering on a crane, looking down on the city or below ground, watching the sewage passing by. I didn't understand that last bit. But you know, maybe they mean that they're saying that people are sewage because they're maybe, maybe. sheep and you know not could not not try to venture mm. outside their box. But I I, I mean I, I am curious. There are so many places that I've been past that I've loved. That, that was a good thing about temping in the nineties. It got me into a lot of buildings I'd otherwise have no chance of ever yeah. seeing. More often than not, they were very disappointing inside. That's um, not the point. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah well, I was I was, curious. A courier, I was a courier, so same thing for me. Yeah, I used to go at the top of like the um, centre point building all the time yeah great view I used to always make every time I got a delivery up the top I'd go up there take two minutes have a look around me so I, I do take your, take your uh, point there there was uh, the building I think it's I don't know if it's uh, International Alert on Union Road yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Dolby Laboratories Dolby Laboratories yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I've, I've got um, uh, I know people that work there you know from the 50s onwards I've always wanted uh, to go in there I know it's gonna, there's going to be nothing special in there but because it was always at the top of my old road yeah, but I'm just curious what were the windows Dan always remember what were the windows they were tinted yeah so that's it the, the law was there wasn't it because you yeah. see it was behind there I used to walk up to that and go like, you know, like put your hands yeah, over to yeah. see inside. I couldn't see inside properly. Mm. So I do, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Is there anything particularly you'd want to see or you're not too, you're not the curious one, in The that? one building I would like to see blown up, not in a in a, in a a literal sense, but taken away, should I say, is the Leibskin building on um, Holloway Road. It's a, it's a university building. It's the ugliest thing in London. Is that the London. Metropolitan University it's building? It's something to do with it, yeah. But yeah. no, but it's not the big tower. It's like oh. a, 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 an annex. Yeah, and yeah. it's all silver and jaggedy. And I don't mind glass buildings, you it's know. Not, no, it's glass. It's, it's mm. metal. It's horrible. It's just ugly. I think I know. 
tw- have a look on have a look on your on the um on the interweb. Yeah. It is the worst thing you'll ever see. I did say it in the web on purpose. Uh, it's just is it similar to Westminster uh, University and uh, Fitzrovia, that kind of style of building? No, it's worse than that. Worse. It's ugly. It's ugly as it goes. But yeah, um, it's the only building I like to go inside that I haven't been inside. I'm trying to think. Uh, I've, been through, I've been in a lot of buildings, to be honest. A hell mm. of a lot. I'll tell you a building I do really like is that Cardinal Place, the new one on Victoria Street. Because it's all I'd, glass and yeah, sweeps. Yeah, see, I prefer the old Victoria Street. I know Victoria no, really well. Old, I, I, I don't like that. old blocky... Sort yeah, of I like it. 60s. I don't oh. mind that 60s stuff. No, it was ugly. The ugly. Department for Transport um, around the corner from Victoria Street, I'm glad they knocked that down. Yeah. The new home office, though, I've actually been in there, and it's absolute rubbish inside. It, yeah? It's ridiculous, you know, yeah, meetings know. in kitchens, the I whole know, breakout yeah. area thing I going know someone who works there, yeah. Yeah, but they're not too keen on it. Rubbish. Now, uh, it's uh, time for old Please Don't Hug Me favourite fat man on a couch, Stuart Armstrong, is back, uh, despite what we've been saying about North London over the last few weeks. Nothing really, but he's the exception to the older fella. He is, he is, he is. South, uh, North London should be uh, very happy to have him. Uh, this week, Stuart is talking about his fear of flying. Like most people, every now and again I, I have to take a flight, get on an aeroplane to go somewhere. Um, usually it's on holiday, um, not always though. My my biggest problem is it's not the the fear of flying. I, I don't I don't really care about that. It's the seat seat allocation. Typically, I'm I'm flying with a no frills airline, um, so they don't allocate seats. The seats have to be fought over. We must be pitted against each other to find the best seat. For one reason or another, I have to have an aisle seat. The main reason for this is that at some point I'm I'm going to need to use the toilet and. There's no way on heaven or earth that I'm going to ask a complete stranger to move so that I can uh, to get past so I can use the toilet. So I have to have the aisle seat. Um, also, always in the back of my mind from the moment I book my tickets is that the person who ends up sitting in front of me will inevitably put their seat back. This infuriates me. I'm usually blind with rage before anyone has even sat down. So I search for the emergency exit seats. There's a bit more give in them, and at least in my mind, the seats around them are fixed, so there's no no fear of uh, a seat being leant back and my uh, my wine going all over me. And due to my experience and determination in this one aspect of my life, I will always get the aisle seat at the emergency exit. There's a momentary sense of relaxation. This soon disappears almost as, as quickly as it arrives. I immediately fasten my seatbelt, arranging the buckle to be clearly visible when the stewards do their check ensure that my lap is presentable, my stomach pulled in as far as possible. As the steward approaches, I remember that there is always some cross-examination given to those of us that manage to nab these seats. All sorts of trick questions are thrown at me, but I've been here before, I know the answers and I know how to present them. I am fine with being responsible for smashing open the exit should the uh, flight go awry. Despite this confidence though, I always have a fear that one of the other passengers will chime in saying that they've been watching me and due to my obvious lack of fitness, Coupled with my look of someone with a death wish, I'm probably not the right person to be in charge of the emergency exits. A scene follows, we argue, and every other passenger on the flight comes down on his side. Soon I'm ousted from my seat and forced to sit in a, in a middle seat between a young child and a man in the mood for talking. This of course never happened, but I always make sure that I can be seen to be watching the safety demonstration clearly, holding the instruction card, even going to the lengths of highlighting the tricky parts, just so they know that I'm the right man for the job. Soon the doors are locked, the plane is prepared for takeoff, and I know I'm safe. No one's going to take my seat. Once we land, I begin mentally preparing myself for the return flight. This cycle of panic in its own way keeps me sane. Stuart Armstrong there on his fear of flying. What are you like with flying, Mick? Yeah, I don't mind it. 
Yeah, yeah. don't mind it at all. Yeah, uh, I haven't been on a plane for a while though, a couple of years. But... When you go over to Ireland, which I, you know you've obviously uh, got some ancestry, I think you've you've mentioned. May have gone. Uh, do you go by ferry or do you get on a plane? Normally plane. When we were kids, we go by ferry. You a nervous flyer? No, no, because I'm normally two parts pissed. So yeah, I don't <laughs> like flying at all. Uh, I I know people keep saying uh, that, you know, there's there's you, you got to go out some way, but uh, I I think there are a few worse things than falling from the sky. You yeah, know, I just yeah, recent history of what's going on. Yeah, it's not good. There's a flight. I, I mean, I've done 18 hour flights uh, before, but they're the worst flight I've ever done. 45 minute flight from Madrid to North. West Spain eight nine years ago, just forty five minutes. The turbulence on that on that route is well known, except yeah. to me, and yeah. I, I absolutely terrified me. Yeah. yeah. And I've never been the same about flying since. And when yeah. I had to make the return journey just three days later, I was a you know nervous rest. Yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. like it. Don't like flying at all. Uh, catch up with uh, Stuart's blog notes from the overfed. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, the underscore overfed, and uh, hopefully we'll have Stuart back soon. Uh, some more favourite please don't hug me moments. This uh, uh, was tweeted in by uh, Richard P. 1975, uh, one of our earliest fans. Uh, my favourite please don't hug me moment. I loved it when Daniel was convinced the maids would steal from him in room 11, but would leave valuables initially on view to show the maids that he trusted them. Uh, it was hilarious how it became a double bluff. Were, were the maids lulling Daniel into a false sense of security by not stealing? Yeah. Uh, man, that does take me back. The yeah, hotel yeah. definitely impacted on the show. We did some good shows, though, in the hotel. It's just yeah, unfortunate the backdrop. Yeah, I think because we were contrasting positions, weren't we? You know, yeah. I was in a dark, horrible place, and I was all light and airy. Yeah. Which I still am. Hey, man. I got a bone to pick with you. Remember last year you came crawling to me saying how your boy was doing you wrong and he wanted to get me on the show? You know, a whole year's gone by, man. You ain't called me back. You just dropped me like a hot potato. I kind of feel like I've been used, man. You tried to make your boy all upset so he'd play ball with you on recording a podcast. Get me all excited. I'm sitting here, sitting by the phone, waiting, day in, day out, waiting for you to call. Thinking, hey, when my boy Dan's going to call? When is Andy going to give me a call? Nothing, man. I send you texts, nothing. I send you tweets, nothing. You just ignore me. Drop me like a hot potato, man. I'm upset with you, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, I have half a mind to come on down to London and to seek you out. Find you in that place you call a, a hole, you hole up in, that latte place, wherever the heck that place is. I should come down there, man. Come on your territory there. See what you got to say about that. Really, man, how can you do some stuff like that to me? Not happy about that at all. Considering you're creative, Dan, would you, you know, would you consider yourself creative? I oh, would. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that comes in your art. Report here for uh, January of 1988. You've got a, an attainment of E and an effort of D minus. How can you get an effort of D minus? Well, I was never able to draw. That, that it's that simple. I uh, it's, it's it's the thing that kind of ruined my comic career, really. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. I wouldn't. I'm, but listen to this. What the guy says here has continued to adopt a very casual attitude throughout his course and his course work. Um, it is sadly it's, sorry I'll read that again I do apologise reading was never a strong point with you <laughs> no, was it, it we, by about uh, show four we'd, uh, we'd stop you from reading <laughs> well I'll tell you one thing now one thing I've realised our teachers were not very good at punctuation so maybe that that's why I'm yeah, yeah, writing yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go has continued to adopt a very casual attitude throughout this course and his coursework is sadly lacking in both quality and quantity at the moment he's borderline for entry and it will be reviewed again at the end of January 
Did you get put in for your art exam? I didn't, know. There you go. Another damning uh, indictment on Daniel's <laughs> educational standards. Yeah, didn't have the best of times with the GCSEs, I have to say. Yeah. Did you lose a parent at the beginning? No. <laughs> Did I, I? Had, I had my first lot of rhinoplasty at the beginning. <laughs> No, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? That really did set me back. Of course it did. September '86. Never got it back. I missed <laughs> missed two weeks coursework. That was it. I had two years to catch up. Was never able to. Oh yeah, an excuse. You got any more there? Uh, you done now? No, we'll do. I'll do one in a minute. All right. I'll do one in a minute if I can find one. Here we go, sir. Your oh. birthday. I, I have oh. not, because I don't know you that well oh, socially. Oh, I don't know what you drink. You don't strike me as a as, as a sort of red wine man. I do like. I enjoy a, I enjoy a Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon. It's very kind. And of who's me. that on the front of the card? Who is that? <laughs> that's Which, me. That's no, me. But it's the London lad. It's the London lad. Of course, yeah. it is. Yeah. Chin oh, strap oh, there. That's very kind. Thank you very happy, much. Happy happy fortieth, sir. Thank you very much. Very kind of you, Daniel. I'm that's all right. That's I'm all right. Touched. I've I've topped up my next point significantly today. You've actually opened this bottle of wine. I haven't. No. No. I know. I'm joking. It's very kind of you, Daniel. What have I got here, Mick? A tape measure. And what did we say we were going to do? Are we going to do that? <laughs> do we know what our forfeit is? What's that? The uh, aren't we meant to be measuring our uh, the depth of our chest hair? Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, I've, I've got a bit but worried. What, <laughs> I think you'd win the other competition. What's the <laughs> <laughs> what's the forfeit? Did um, we decide? I eat octopus. Yeah. What what am I going to eat? I I I mean, you I eat can't... pie mesh. Okay. Yeah. Where's, where's the nearest pie mash shop? I'll sort that. Don't worry. We got that in the arm and stand the wall with throat. All right. So we got to do that now, have we? Well, I, 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 we've got to do it for the show. It is cold. Okay. All fair right. Enough. But how are we going to do this? Uh, are you going to pull your own hair out and I measure it and so on? Yeah. That, yeah. Because like I don't want to handle yeah. your chest yeah. hair. Let's just. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. You're going to hear a few uh, cables being knocked yeah, about. Yeah. You're going to beat me on this. Being on the. I don't. I don't like the idea. Oh, I thought this was uh, going to yeah, be a bit, a bit more nice. solid. Yeah, well, you know, you have you been ch- grooming your? I, my hands are going to go into that chest here. Yeah, I know. I, I know. thought I think I might stand a chance against you. You're going to piss all over me, Dan. You're a vibe. No, no, but I, I groom. Remember how much is that? What is this inches? Yeah, yeah. This, oh, this, this, what's that there? Yeah, there's yeah. Hold oh. on. What's that? Hold on. Here we go. Uh, that's nothing. <laughs> what's that coming out as? What is that? But you, you, okay. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. You, you got to. Is it connecting to your chest here? Go on. Right. What's that? Uh, I don't know what this is in. Is this? Okay, so well, what if it's one? Inches? Yeah, it's an inch. What an inch? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. Oh, I'm eating octopus, aren't I? I'm eating. <laughs> Jesus, look at, look at here you are. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that! You're a monster. It's not a monster, mate. You are, mate. You are. Oh, you, ah, you battered me. You've battered me. One and a half, yeah. You've yeah, won. One yeah. and a half. Well done, you. So, what's happening? You've got your body. I'm eating octopus. I'm eating octopus. It will go up to that place we went to before, <laughs> and I should be buying octopus. I'll film it, actually, because I've got a camera. Oh, well done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can stick that on YouTube. Yeah. Next okay, time that, you're down. That'd be lovely, yeah. Well, you were hot favourite, because you told me, I mean, that's supposed to be virgin chest hair. Yeah, but it is. But, Dan, look at where you're from. Mum and Dad. Look, there's pictures here of your father, bless him. In <laughs> <laughs> his underwear. He's <laughs> like, like, how, how necessary like, is it for the listeners to know that you have pictures of my dad in his underwear? Yeah, it's no offence to your father. He's got a fantastic physique. <laughs> what I'm saying is, better physique than you, actually. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, he's covered in there, you're covered in there. My dad wasn't covered in there. How come you ended up looking like an ape? I can't, well, I won't go into detail. But there is a reason behind it, and I can't say it. For for the love of a woman, there's a reason for yeah, it. It's my mother's side of the family. Oh, They're all very hairy. <laughs> 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 but my mother wasn't hairy. She was a fantastic woman. <laughs> all the men on her family are covered in hair, and uh, 
And I'm the same. <laughs> Did your brother have hair? No, no. He's <laughs> just my father. It's just me. It's just me. My brother's got all his hair on his head and not much on his body. I've got none on my head and loads on my body. <laughs> there you go. That's the way it works in, in uh, the great world of genealogy or whatever geology or whatever the world is up to. You're going to be pulled up on that pronunciation. Yeah, you know that. I know. Rightly so, and all rightly so. <laughs> now I it's... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you forked out for a tape measure, then. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The day I forked out for that, I came home and I found the tape measure I couldn't find. <laughs> that really, yeah. Brilliant. That really pissed me off. Yeah. All right. Uh, time now for uh, part two. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, on this uh, 50th show as uh, we near towards the end. Uh, <clears throat> the lovely William Stafford, Mick. Yeah, lovely William Stafford. Uh, copyright, copyright Mickey, Boyd. Mickey Boyd, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you could make a law, what would it be? Which law would you repeal? Mm. So it's two questions there. Yeah, if I could make a law, yeah. what would it be? It would be for no one to ever wear a flat cap under the age of 57. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. If I could repeal a law... It would be to go all serious, capital punishment. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that might. Sound... I'm uncomfortable with that as well. I'd, no, I'd get it back in. Oh, you would. Yeah. Oh, I think to execute if... someone on a given day to to take someone's life, no, regardless of what they've no, done. No, 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 no. It's got to be done. I'm sorry, Dan. We've got to beg the differ. And I'm, you know, I'm not. <coughs> I think I always think of myself as a socialist, but at the end of the day, if someone's done a heinous crime, and and it's proved a hundred percent, and it has to be really, you know, then yeah, take their life. Definitely. Sorry, go all serious there, but that's how I feel. Ladyface Smith, seen as it is the 50th show, what three things have you done which people bang on about doing before your 50th? Before my, oh, before, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can't really say. Mm. I'd more incriminate myself, to be honest. Mm. But I've done, I don't know. I don't that know. thing you were doing with your hands just before we... Uh, no. No. I've been, I've, no, that's right. No. I've been, I don't know, I've been around the world, I suppose. Does that count? Would that yeah. count? You were quite young when you did that as yeah, well. Yeah, I was 19. Yeah. Uh, but done that... Um, I don't know, really. Not much. I'm pretty steady, Eddie, and I. I don't know. Give me an example, Dan. What, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's nothing really outstanding that I've done. Let's you know? come back to that, yeah? yeah I've had kids. I suppose yeah. not, that's nothing. Yeah, it's not, not, not nothing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You think, no, it's not on this one, No, Dan. it's not on, but I can kind of smell something. Yeah, it's more oh. my feet. No, no, it's, it's something warm that I can smell. Oh, right, yeah. We'll come something. back to that. Do you think you can come back to that, Lady Face Smith? Can you oh, give it? Sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I've given you a chance here to come back and give us a proper I'm answer. Sorry, I'm sorry, LFS. That's disappointing. Yeah, but it's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so that's really the first uh, Ask Boydie question you've never really been able to answer. Well, it just shows what a boring sod I am then, doesn't it? Or I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> EVAT, potty mouth. Do you still trawl through porn? If so, is it the usual stuff or only what the Far East Asian <laughs> girls can provide? For some reason, I keep reading this as East Anglian girls. He's not East Anglian girls, yeah, yeah. East Asian. What's your answer there? I'm not really big into porn, to be honest. I'm no. not a great lover of it. You don't do much for I, I think it's overrated. I myself. think, you know, like, as a teenager, you sort of like, you dabble, don't you? But I think you soon outgrow it. Literally. And uh, I think that's it, really. Yeah, no, I'm not a great lover of the porn. Uh, an Irish Brit, your number one fan. I only have, uh, sorry, uh, that's I think in response to one of your earlier tweets. She's asking, how many superpowers do you have, uh, and what are they? How many superpowers do I have? Superpowers, yes. None. 
<laughs> no, I wish I did have some, but no. I'm what not, superpowers would you like? Oh, would I like? Yeah, the yeah. one of flight, obviously. I'd love to be able to fly. Yeah. X-ray vision for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about that? invisible and pinching? Yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Let's, find, yeah, let's put them under. That's all under one thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other, the, um, invisibil- the invisibility thing's not going to be handy unless you're able to walk through walls well, as well. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, you've got, yeah. that's got to be the whole lot, the whole yeah. kit caboodle. And uh, strength. I'd love the, the big strength thing, you know, like, you know, like the Incredible Hulk. Mm. Well, who's the other guy, the, the concrete guy? The brick man. The thing, isn't it? The it's thing, like, that's it. Like, that's yeah, it. like him, yeah. Do you know, um, about 10 years ago, just around the corner here, I was waiting for a two when I was living in West Norwood, yeah. right opposite them big houses. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, standing at a bus stop and looked like a shop tailor's dummy at the window, and yeah. it was a woman, two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, completely naked. Fantastic. I must have let about 10 buses go past. Yeah, well, I was texting all my friends, I was saying, you would not believe what I'm seeing. She must have known yeah, maybe, people yeah. could see. She's yeah. only on the second floor. Yeah. Stunning figure too. Excellent. That's no, nice. I cheered your day up. She's happy. She cheered done. my day up. I was having a tough time. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah. 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 Did you have a hole in your pocket? Like oh, one of our uh, dear. pupils at school did. I don't even know that story. Don't you? During German, he'd have a hole in his pocket. Really? Yeah. What, in our class? Yeah. Who was that? Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I didn't know positive. that story. I'll say this. I know he was the... I, I, there was never a guy that was hung like him <laughs> for his age yeah, well, see, and yeah. he took any opportunity he could <laughs> to show that show it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, EV80 again would you rather A have a full body wax uh, chest legs and back second crack or B take a kick in the bollocks unbelievable I'd, I'd do the hair thing definitely I'd, yeah that would be painful though don't care I've had my back done before so you've had your what back I've had my back wax before was there a lot of hair as, as the son as your mother's son from that side of the family I'm was there a lot of hair was there a lot of hair to deal with there? yeah there was yeah I'm going to knock you how out how old were you when that hair when you had the onset of hair I was uh, summer of 89 for me I'd left school yeah I, would, yeah, I didn't have no hair on my back then yeah I was about like 91 when I started going bald I started getting hair on my body so there's a bit of a correlation there Good yeah one. that must have been confusing <laughs> yeah it was I was too busy about worrying about my hair on my head you know the uh, lovely William Stafford copyright Mickey Boyd what would you like to be able to do that you have never been able to do um, draw be like a decent yeah, so, artist yeah. or if I can lump this in as well play a musical instrument That to be fair yeah I'm putting them together what would but, you play uh, guitar guitar yeah I'd love to lead guitar or rhythm or whatever lead guitar just to be oh, you know, again my ego driven Mania. Yeah, you'd have to be the lead guitar. I'd have to be the... T- I mean, bit yeah. Jimmy, bit Jimmy. I suspect you wouldn't contribute anything to the songwriting no. on the band. You'd no. just be there for no. the live shows. Yeah, got it. The acclaim. Yeah, then go to the studio. Yeah. Have loads of girls, drugs, yeah, booze. Yeah. Big Twitter following. Lots Massive. of women on there. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Crimson Avenger. Colin asks, uh, the world needs repopulating after Armageddon. Apart from Mrs. Bordy, of course, who do you choose to do your duty with? Oh, good question. Good question. Who do I choose? My... Does it have to be a celebrity or could it be someone? I bet uh, it, could be, it can be, be anyone. It be a celebrity. If I say someone I know, I'll get in trouble, won't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get myself right in stock. Um, who would I do? Oh, I don't know. Who would I do the repopulation of the thing? Um, I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you've got to have, like, you want it to be Intelligent, athletic, you know, like that's a big ask for anyone, isn't it? You mm. know, I don't know. I would, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, can I go back in time? Yeah, have a lock near back in the 80s. There well, you go. Yeah, yeah. Not she, she was, yeah, she was good. Was she? Yeah, yeah, dynasty. Yeah, or um, TJ Farrah, Hooker, t- yeah, or Farrah Fawcett Major, my first ever crush. Yeah, 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 but yeah, very interesting. Life. She was, uh, it was uh, Lee Majors, you know, she was married to at the time. Oh, he was yeah. the man who could, he was the person that convinced her to put, leave Charlie's Angels and uh, destroyed her career. Terrible, yeah, hence destroyed why she went, must have gone with Ryan O'Neill. Mm. 
Well, no, you know, Ryan O'Neill was his best mate. Was he really? And uh, they were sh- uh, Ryan O'Neill went to visit him where Lee Majors was shooting a film around 76, 77. And Lee Majors was concerned. Farrah Fawcett was on her own, did that classic thing, yeah. said to him, can you keep an eye on her? Oh, well, there you, you know, go. And there Happy you go. Days, yeah. uh, the world, Hollywood's biggest womanizer. And yeah. you ask him to look after your woman. There you go. What do you expect? What do you um, expect? Richard P, 1975. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, yep, yep. Why do you support Arsenal if you're such a hater of North London? And please don't say it's because Arsenal were originally a South London side, as that was way before your time. Now, just before you give your answer, yep. here's why I find this interesting. Now, <clears throat> at least you're supporting a London club. You know, yep. I'm a, I grew up a kid, like a lot of 70s kids, a glory hunter, supporting yep. Liverpool. And so were you originally, which makes your decision to support Arsenal gives it again... I will, show it, I will, I will elaborate on that in a moment. Okay, yeah, no, but again, that, that's, it, that's an intriguing aspect of yep. this. Yep. Um, but here's the thing. We are so South London. Yeah. Th- uh, I couldn't see myself supporting a North London side. I think I'd rather support United, in all honesty, such as, you know, yeah, my, yeah. My, my animosity towards North London. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know Manchester, whereas North London just goes against so much of what I stand for. It's like the unnecessary froth in a Starbucks cappuccino. Um, now, you were originally a Liverpool supporter like I was. When we started school, you were still a Liverpool supporter. You made the switch to Arsenal. Obviously, at 11 or 12, you're maybe not going to have that North London thing going on. Yeah. But it does make sense. Can, it, I, it, you, can I ask yeah, a yeah. question there? You know, yeah. like, I'll give you the full backdrop on this, yeah? Yeah. Backstory. Um, my old man was Irish, obviously, as we know. Yeah. And, but this is relevant. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, 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 and no body hair. Yeah, all right. You, you are no, looking for a you looking for a good slap tonight now. In Eastwood, Liverpool, because of like the Irish connection, and yeah. I think you know Ireland and you know, Ireland and Liverpool and all that. So he supported them, and when he was in London, you know, like he supported Liverpool, you know, like as a fan. And as I grew up as a kid, you know, obviously I must have asked who did he support Liverpool. So just by yeah, yeah, you know, like family law. What about your brother? Him. Who did he support? He didn't okay. do football. He didn't do football. So you know, I've supported Liverpool to the age of sort of about nine. That's when I started to wane a little bit. You know what I mean? And then as I got a little bit older, the old man said, you know, I said, I can't support Liverpool, I can't go and see them. So it was a question of actually, I supported Arsenal because of the colour of the kit. Which Had is a bit all, of red. Red, yeah. And that's what it was. And then the, the kicking, the actual, the, the, the finishing touch to it was that a pal around the corner, who was four years older than me, was an Arsenal fan and would go to Arsenal, you know, whenever they was at home. So it was quite easy. You jump on the tube at Stockwell, you got on the Victoria line up to either Highbury, isn't it, or Finsbury Park. And just jump off. And my mother said, you can go, but as long as you don't change transport. Once you get on that train, yeah. you're up there, and then you come back. You got to remember, as well, an adult, though, now, does it bother you, the North London things? It can't now, because it's like, you know, actually, in a way, it doesn't do me any harm, because when I go over there, I see them for what they are. Mm. It actually, in, in a way, it gives me more credence to even hate North London even more, because I'm amongst them when I'm over there. And the thing is, you know, I've supported them now for a long, long time, and I, yeah. I couldn't change if I wanted to. I've got a lot of mates over here support. It's just, when, as you say, when you're a That's, kid, North London, South London, don't mean nothing to you because mm-hmm. you never leave. And if you leave Stockwell, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not too bothered really about what happens to Liverpool these days. The whole kind of Kenny Dalglish thing has helped me reconnect slightly with the team. But then I think yeah. about where he was when he got the call to take over from Roy Hodgson. He was on a cruise ship okay. around the world. You know, these guys, they live a completely different world, yeah. even though they were heroes to us. Yeah, um, they're, they're in a completely different world now. Um, I can't change the fact that I. I'm a Liverpool fan. I've been a Liverpool fan for 35 years. I think all that it is now for me is they are something that got me through, uh, you know, a childhood in a in a difficult house, parents breaking up, and you know, two sometimes three times a year they'd lift a trophy and it would make me so happy. Yeah, and I yeah. will never forget that. 
No, and, and I have a tremendous amount of affinity with them for that. Yeah. But the last, not, you know, the soonest years, I think, taught me to be humble because suddenly we weren't expected to win everything. Yeah. But beyond that, I've got to say, I don't really care. No, I, I, I yeah. do not really care. Yeah, so I, I'm still a bit childlike mm. in my uh, love of Arsenal now. Still get upset when they lose. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I don't, I don't really care anymore. See, I do. I really you do. It's, it's pathetic, really. I, you know, when I'm at the game, I'm screaming and shouting. When I'm yeah. at home, no, I'm I've been to shouting. games with you. You do yeah. go, you do yeah. go back. I can't now. help it, you know. Mm. I just can't help it. But, but that's that's the reason why. It's, you know, it's the colour thing. When I was really, you know, like you know, like nine, ten, and then by the time I was eleven, and well, even a bit before that, I could go with my pal, just in a, in a safe way. So, it, actually, if I'm honest with you, there's half a chance that if the two stations didn't exist. Where Arsenal were, if it was the Seven Sisters, I'd have been a Tottenham fan, because there was no other way from here to get to a London club without changing transport once. An Irish Brit, will you dance to a Tears for Fear song in silence while Daniel tries to guess which one it is by your actions alone? Well, set it up and I'll do it. Well, no, because then I'd know the song. It's going to be in silence. You've got to do it in silence. Do you well, know any Tears for Fear songs? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah, uh, come on, dance, dance. Let's see it. Let's Let me see, try and guess. Oh yeah, this would be a piece of piss actually. That's great language. Yeah, that, right, reach the that cable. Will that reach? Will that reach? Uh, go on, lift up for us then. Right, here we go. Just yeah. the Irish Brit. Things I do with yeah. this girl. Honestly. What the hell is that? Oh, here we go. Sound the seas of love. There you yeah, go. There you that go. was good. It's it hard. You know, the baldness threw me because obviously <sighs> he, he came back after four years or all. He had that glorious mane. But Thanks. Yeah, yeah no. Did, I, what do you think of the rhythm though? The feet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it good? Yeah, the hand yeah, movement? Yeah. You know, and I'm doing the, the thing to my chest. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. We, so. we, we just lost touch around that time because we went to the Makita tournament that summer. That's Seeds right. Of love Orange came, ball. Yeah, Seeds of Love came out August 89. Did we beat Tottenham Arsenal? I can't remember. It was Liverpool. We saw Liverpool, Arsenal, Porto were there, and someone yeah. else was there. Yeah, Tottenham, I think it was. No, Tottenham were the previous year, I think. Oh, Gazza's debut, yeah. Okay, fair uh, Billy Two Rivers Nine, the troublesome Billy Two Rivers Nine. Of all your friends and the other, including Daniel, who would Mrs. Boydie most welcome in as a dinner guest? Uh, Certainly not your lady friends, judging by Saturday night. How dare you? Casting aspersions about well, me and ladies and me being a married man. Nothing untoward. Oh, that's it. You must choose just one and explain the reasons why. Right, only, of all my friends. Of all your uh, Twitter friends. Oh, all in my the Twitter other, friends. Or, or whatever, in the other. I'm in assuming the, it, that's what uh, Jason means. Uh, oh, that's a tricky God, one. do you realise we've given you 20 minutes to, on this? Oh, shut up, will you? I'll tell you what, yeah, um, I think out of everyone, she would... Uh, she would welcome out of all of my things. I think yeah, it would be you actually. Really? Yeah. That disappoints you. There's a look at disappointment yeah, on your face. Yeah, it does face. actually. Because I'm trying to think. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, yeah, it'd be you. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you think she'd see me and suddenly realise what she's missing? She'd see this hair. She'd think, oh, I really want this. Yeah, well, she can have you. No, no not, not me. <laughs> I mean, the hair. She wants yeah. that 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 well, moment. Of... Well, tell you, she's very handy with a knife. She might scalp you. Nice, nice. Yeah. Crimson Avenger, Colin asks, do you think uh, Daniel will put an extra bar on the fire as a treat on Christmas Day? No, because he's not, well, in his own house, yeah, but not in my house. I've got a gas fire. With, like, fake coals and all that proper 70 stuff. Yeah, I don't know what Dan's going to do. I might lend him a heater if he needs it. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be a nice Christmas here. Yeah, nice round table, Dan. Yeah, I'll be on my own. Oh, you'd be best. happy with that? Do you think you'd be able to have a... Uh, I've got enough going on down in my house to not worry about it, Dan, to be honest. Yeah. As, long as, you, as long as you're not dead, as long as you're happy. you got a television. I have. Do you know what I mean? Do some press-ups, do some weights, keep you occupied. Mr. John Rain, if you and Daniel were shipwrecked on a desert island, how long before you would make love? Um, be about three weeks, wouldn't it? Well, I'm assuming first we'd have to spend some time trying to establish whether there were women on the island. Well, it wouldn't be. It's a desert island, so I think that's the clues in there, Dan. I think, yeah, <laughs> about three weeks. 
And do you think I'd be worrying from the off? Would I know what's coming? Yeah. And me, you know. I'm, I'm well, you know. I'm not going to make an approach on you. I, my focus would be on trying to get off the island. Oh, would it? Okay. Oh, no, no. I think, I think it'd be quite nice. Yeah, it'd be pleasant. Yeah, well, we'll do that. Three weeks. Right, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Coconut milk. Yeah. Nice. I won't ask who's receiving. <laughs> you know who's receiving. Crimson Avenger, would you ever make a citizen's arrest and under what circumstances? Yeah, I would, yeah. Uh, if I saw a woman getting mugged or a man getting mugged, of course I would, yeah. No choice about it. I'd slam the person to the floor and, and say, this is a citizen's arrest. You are under arrest. I am arresting you. <laughs> Do not try and move. You are under arrest. Okay. My little homage there to spite me again. Yeah. Uh, Mr. John Rain again. Terrorists, <clears throat> excuse me. Terrorists, <laughs> terrorists get into your cab. Says you have to bump a chimpanzee he's holding, or he will nuke London. What do you do? Chimpanzee gets it. Really? Big time. Wow. Has to be done. I've got to save London. It's a great city, even North London. I'm saving it. I'm shagging that chimpanzee to save London. Yeah, I want a picture of me on the side of a wall. Yeah, cuddling the chimpanzee like that. We saved London. That's what I want. And uh, finally, Narnia again, EV80, in a woman-free world, apart from the obvious, what would you miss the most and what would you be pleased to be rid of? In a woman-free world? Yeah. Uh, I'd miss the gentility of a woman, the smile, the touch, Not nothing sexual, I mean, like, you know, yeah. the little, yeah. The calming. The calming, yeah. The, 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 they bring so much to, yeah, they bring so much to our world. And uh, what I would, I would miss, the moaning... What the, kind of moaning? Uh, the wrong type of moaning. No, like about you know, toilet seats. Yeah. And you know, like picking things up and stuff like that. But that's the only little stuff like. But men can be equally worried about shoes on the floor, Daniel, can't they? So, yeah, there'd be a lot more to miss than there would be to uh, be happy about. Definitely. You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me. You've been listening to uh, show 50 of Please Don't Hug Me uh, coming to you from SW8. More rhinoplasty than uh, GCSCs. I think, Mick, you, you've claimed that you're done with rhinoplasty now, don't, aren't you? you, you yeah, unless I have an accident. Please God, I don't, but yeah. Now that you're 40, are you going to be getting any body work done? Don't need it. I'm doing it myself. You're, you're, doing, you're doing fine. Yeah. Definitely. You done with that or? Yeah, I, I might read one more out. You're going to read one more out. I'll okay, read. whilst you find the one you're going to read out, uh, let me... Uh, just uh, take a moment to uh, remind listeners about the uh, Keep Your Head Appeal uh, given back to the hospital that helped me um, earlier this year. All the information is on my uh, page, uk.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Daniel Ruiz Tyson. Large and small donations, anything welcomed. Retweets on Twitter, always appreciated. You found something there? Yeah, a bit of a positive one, Dad. English. Right. English, yeah. yeah English well, that's my strong point. January of 86. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> you got attainment, you got C, so you're not that good, are you? Another, uh, and for effort, you got B minus. Still not clear on what attainment is. It's what, it's what you, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, 70% out of 100 might yeah. come. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You yeah. understand that? Yeah. Maths was never your strong thing, was it? No. All right, here's my reading, though. Yeah, give me a chance. Danny's attitude towards his work has improved a great deal this year. He has produced some interesting assignments and there has been a marked improvement in both the quantity and quality of his written work. He must avoid the tendency to work well only if he is interested in the topic. Danny's behaviour has improved too and he has become a pleasant and friendly member of the class. Oh, that's nice. I'm a pleasant guy. You are a pleasant I'm guy. I'm a pleasant guy. I'm a modern guy. You're a pleasant yeah, guy. Yeah, pleasant and friendly. That could be your tagline. I eh? think I'd rather take pleasant and friendly over modern. Would you? I think so. Because what else have you got beyond the modern? Oh, loads. But it's, 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 <laughs> Just choose not to reveal it's, them it's to It's an me. umbrella. It's an umbrella. It's an umbrella. <laughs> uh, before we go, make your word uh, this week, your word for this show. Make it a special word. It's show 50. Dignity. 
There's a word for you. That's show 50. Follow us on Twitter at please don't hug me. Contact us there or email us please don't hug me at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Don't be afraid to review us. Don't treat us like a beautiful girlfriend you don't want your friends to meet because you're worried they're going to try and bang her. Exactly. We don't want that. Just no. get on there. Show show your friends who we are. That's it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, big us up. Big like us you, up. Yeah, yeah, bring, yeah, put your arm around us. Yeah, bring us yeah, down the us pub. Up. Let us wear what we want to wear. Let us yeah. show our legs. That's it. Get yeah, let us show our cleavage. Yeah, yeah. Let's get, us, get us down yeah. the pub. Yeah. yeah. Get us on a big, get big us old a bit double t- vodka and coke. Yeah, get us a bit tipsy and rate us and review yeah. us. Let us sit on your mate's knees. That's it. <laughs> also, follow up. You all right there? Yeah, just get a bit... Bit on the colour, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Follow us on Jellycast and Mixcloud. And from this week, we're also on Stitcher Radio. Go to stitcher.com. Uh, thank you, everyone, for all your support from the beginning on this show. Thanks to uh, Stuart Armstrong, Rasheen Ray, the captain, uh, Clay Lowe. You can follow Clay on Twitter at Soul Cruiser. Above all, Mick, uh, a pleasure getting to 50 with you. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. A pleasure being with you. And thank you again for the birthday presents. And thank you for everything you've done for me over the last 50 shows has been a pleasure lots of editing I think. yeah and yeah. I appreciate your patience with me he's grown old I'm growing old <laughs> please don't hug me uh, playing us out now the brilliant keyboard choir with Toy Town from SW8 good night good night <laughs>